Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another edition of the Manchester United Arsenal show, Manham United podcast. Gonna talk from the Arsenal podcast, brought to you by myself, Flawless Mr. Take Note. I need to stop. I've stopped introducing myself, and I don't know why. I know there's regulars who watch me, but there may be people who like this guy's introducing the show. I don't know his name, and they're not actually watching the screen. But big up to everyone who's supporting, big up to everyone who's watching this live or watching this back after the live. Um, as you can see from the title, our Arsenal in a crisis. That's what we need to be discussing. Our Arsenal in a crisis, one win in seven. I believe it is out of the FA Cup from first to fourth, from Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve. So we will be discussing that. Manchester United, important game coming up against Spurs as well. Big up to everyone in the comment section as uh, as always. Like I said, please keep all your comments or your questions, Manchester United or Arsenal related. TJ is not about today, unfortunately, but big up to TJ. Make sure you subscribe to TJ Warren TV. Neither is Cam Cam, but we got two special guests, people. We got two special guests. And with TJ not being here, who better to get than someone who works with TJ? So I'm saying TJ's right hand man who you see on the channel all the time. So it only makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, because normally where you see TJ, you see this man. And he's making his debut on the channel as well. Very knowledgeable, very honest about Arsenal. And I respect that highly. I respect that when people can be brutally honest about the shortcomings of their football club, even though they love it. So introducing, like I said, making his debut on the channel. My like Connor is in the building. Yes, Connor, what are you saying? I'm all good. I couldn't ask for a better intro. Oh my God, Flawless. Thank you very much, brother. I'm all good, man. I'm good. Listen, first and foremost, thank you very much for having me on here. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate it so much you having me on here. I can't wait to get talking about Arsenal. Listen, yeah, man, love I'm like waiting to hear your thoughts. Obviously, like I said, I work I work with TJ here on a weekly basis. You work with TJ on a weekly basis, so it only made sense to get you on the show. And definitely when we get you back, we're going to have you on with TJ as well, because that was the yeah. plan until TJ unfortunately yeah, yeah. had to pull out of the show. Hopefully my connection is moving all right, people. If it's You're not, bear with me. Bear You're with good, me. Man. Is it all good? All right, You're that's all bless. And yeah, man, I'm glad you like the intro. It's only right. To give the intros Appreciate here it. on Sarcasm City TV, man. <laughs> and speaking of that, someone who has made his who well didn't made his debut a few weeks ago on this show was here last week. Another brother, I was fortunate enough to be on his channel. Uh, we had the back and forth on his channel regarding Manchester United, <laughs> regarding Arsenal as well. Never scared to say his piece, even if it's unpopular, and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Whether his opinion's unpopular or it's popular, whether it's a rival fan like myself, whether it's TJ, whether it's Connor or another fellow Arsenal fan. And again, another someone who's extremely knowledgeable. Because there's too many people out here talking rubbish and not backing up their opinions. One thing about this guy is everything he says, he can back up. Without doubt, whether you agree with it or don't. Gotta welcome my lad Tony, Claude Gunner, to the show. My Don, what are you saying, man? You bless. Oh my God, man. See, Gunner, yeah, I I knew you just received, yeah, that, that <laughs> blessing, yeah, from Flawless. You're welcome to this show, man. I know it's your first time down here, but see, yeah, Flawless, there's nothing rookie about Connor, yeah? Connor is a very what? knowledgeable human being, yeah? Uh, see, yeah, this is my, I think, my third time on this yeah. show. Big ups, man. Big ups to you in the charts, too. I can see Warrior, uh, uh, Stephanie Griffith, uh, AJ Biat, you know, see mm -hmm. all this legend, yeah. The Book of Eli, yeah. All this yeah, legend in the that. charts, yeah. <laughs> Big ups to you guys, yeah. See, yeah, I'm with no other person, yeah, than Flawless, man. This is the most knowledgeable Manchester 
United podcaster out there, man. I swear on God. This is the best Love, Manchester man. United podcaster out there, man. Quote me anywhere. Big up. Love, man. Appreciate the kind words, man. And people, like I said, we're going to have a great show here. Um, Tony and, and Connor have already worked together as well. Obviously, I've, I've worked with Connor on TJ's channel. Same with Tony on his channel and on here as well. Sheik, big up to you. Says, uh, that's how I know Flawless, the host for them shows. You already know, man. Big up to you guys as well. See you in the cut also. Uh, of all the dons in, in the chat. But where we'll start it with, because what I've been accused of the last two times Tony was on, was dodging or waiting for the Arsenal, I mean, waiting for the Manchester United subject. <laughs> you know what? We'll start with the Manchester United subject. And we'll start with you, Tony. So if you have any questions for me, feel free to ask me any Manchester United questions. Or if you want to get anything off your chest in regarding Manchester United, the floor is yours. We will get to Arsenal. But the, the first segment will be Manchester United. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> Where do I start, yeah, with Manchester United, man? I see Flawless, yeah, you're in the mud. Uh, you know, to, you see, to be very serious, yeah, I do know that Arsenal, yeah, we're already in the gutters, yeah, but come on, man, if Arsenal is on the gutters, Manchester United, you're in the mud. Oh, yeah, and, um, the, you know, and you've been swimming in this mud, yeah, for, for some time uh, in the league. Last season, what a performance last season. Ten Hag looking drab in it, mm -hmm. fighting with everyone, including club legends, you know, having fisticuffs with these guys, yeah. And just, I think, yesterday night, it was confirmed uh, that a certain player, you know, went back to don the yellow and black shirt, yeah, that mm -hmm. the flawless. I, I don't know if it hurts, yeah, but I know it will hurt you slightly, if that guy gets into form and start performing for Borussia Dortmund, how do you feel? How do you yeah. feel, man? Guys in the chat, hold him accountable. This is the time. Hold yeah. this guy accountable, it, it, man. But right now, and it's your what? time. How does yeah, yeah. it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? No, talk to us, man. Yeah, I wouldn't let you know because I spoke on this earlier. I spoke on it yesterday and I'll speak on it now and I'll speak on it again. And whether he performs well over there or not, does it hurt? No, from a perspective of I'm pleased for Sancho because I'm a Jaden Sancho fan first and foremost because I'm a fan of talented footballers. And I believe some of the criticism he received from some of our fan base and some of the media was way over the top in regards to... Mm him being a bad trainer in regards to him being a toxic, I mean, being toxic in the dressing room, him having a bad attitude. We don't know any of these things because we don't know him. Training is not recorded. None of us are at training. So to say he's a bad trainer is just plain incorrect. That's like me saying Connor's terrible at his day job and he's a bad person and I'm not there. And there's no footage of it whatsoever. But one person who works with Connor told me he's terrible at his day job and he has a bad attitude. How do I know? The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. He's not putting in the shift. He wasn't scoring goals. He wasn't putting in the performances. See, that's the difference. It, You've, it already trapped, You've, trapped. You've already so missed You've already missed on the if no. your manager, if your manager <laughs> is saying, if your manager is saying, he doesn't put in the work, he's lazy yeah. in training, he doesn't have good, uh, good uh, ethics. Come on, man. What, okay, what you've misunderstood what I said. I never in the sentence I just stated that I mentioned his on the field performances. I said specifically training. We don't know if he's a bad trainer. So you know why we don't know? 
because we are not there. Because you know who I know, you know who I would guess is an absolutely terrific trainer and puts in 110% effort in every session, Scott McTominay. But guess what? He's rubbish. So what does it matter? <laughs> like people doing too much. What does it matter in terms yeah. of him having a bad attitude? I do not know, man. So if I don't know him, how can I how can I sit here and say he has a bad attitude, he's a toxic person, this, that, and the third? You can you can guess, you can speculate. Cool. But people can't say it as gospel now. His performances on the pitch, I hear you. Because I was critical of him, of his performances on the pitch. Me and Eddie did a Mandem United podcast. The last one is on the playlist. Mandem United podcast, summer, summer transfer window. And the last one, we did a player ratings part two. We gave him a three out of 10 for the season and said he, sh he needs to be moved on. That's what me and Eddie said. Even though I'm a fan of Sancho, I can be honest and say his on the field performances have not been good enough. That I agree with. That's why I've never defended his on the field performances because they've not been good enough. Even though there's other factors to him performing for where I defend him and push back is he's a bad trainer. We don't know if he's a, we don't watch training. Like, let's stop this. We, there's no footage of training whatsoever. He's a toxic person. He has a bad attitude. We do not know these things. That's where I push back. That's it. See, man, it's not, see, but again, it's not inspiring, yeah. 26 games last season, yeah. He scored only six with three assists. That was what he put off last season. I, which it was it was at least shocking, yeah. This season, he only played three games. If the manager, who's a professional manager, says that Jordan Sancho isn't good enough, isn't putting enough into his training, I, I, I really think the proof is in the pudding to actually believe that story. Okay, so you're because believing it because the proof of, is there. Yeah, you're believing it's it in not, regards to... He's not scoring goals, he's not assisting. I'll say it's it again. shitty. I, I'll say it again, Tony. I, <laughs> I legit just said, I have no pushback on people criticising his on-the-field performances. Okay. But just because you are just because you are not performing on the pitch does not mean you are not putting it in and training. I know it's just that for some weeks now I've been hearing you, you've been putting up some setting yeah. kind of defense for Jordan Sancho. I, I do understand that it's a brother. Yeah, in regards to the in regards to the training, yes, that. because how can we say he has a bad attitude when you don't know him? That's like someone saying, say I right, on the flip side, say it's someone who watches you week in, week out. And they said, and you're as a fan of your content, and they someone pops up in my chat and goes, Tony, Tony, I got such a bad attitude. He's a terrible yeah, person. Sure. I get you that. know what I do if someone said that about Connor, I'd defend him. But I go, you don't yeah. know these men. Sure, sure. Just because they're talking on something and you disagree with them, cool. Like we need to stop. We do too much. Well, some fans do too much. Talk about Jaden Sancho, the footballer, not Jaden Sancho, the person, not his <laughs> because we don't know him. Like we need now. If there was footage of trading out there, facts. If you want to believe he's a bad trainer, speculate. But it's the way people are. Oh, he's definitely a bad trainer. You don't know that. You have zero ever apart from your feelings. And facts don't care about your feelings. I keep I say this to everybody. Fuck your feelings. Facts over feelings. We don't care. Like hundred and ten percent. Like it's about what you can't state that as factual in regards to yes he's a bad he has a bad attitude he's toxic and i got told all this in my chat by some and people were like oh he was like that dortmund dortmund won't take him back duh, duh, duh. nonsense so how come dortmund were in first in line for someone who's such a toxic person and always late and bad attitude and he's a bad example for the youngsters even though <laughs> not that old why have they come and taken him back because it's not that now again if you want to criticize his his on the field performances cool again we gave him a three out of ten for last season so that lets you know where i'm at with Jaden sancho 
I have also said he is not a Premier League winger because he doesn't have the physical attributes to be a Premier League winger. Now he could, I think he could perform well. But from when we signed Oyland, Martial's here, Rashford's here, Bruno's here, Mount's here. He was never gonna play centrally. I said all summer long, let's move him on because this is not going to work because of how the manager is trying to play. I stated this. I said this. Well, yeah. See, I'm so flawless. I've never said that Jordan Sancho has a bad attitude. I've never talked about his characteristics. I'm just saying that there's an element of truth in his uh, in his ethic, in his work ethics. There's some elements of truth because I've not seen him perform on the pitch. If maybe he had scored, let's say, in the whole 26 games he played last season, if maybe he put up, let's say, even an average of 14 goals, 12 goals, uh, you know, and maybe probably maybe 10 assists, 9 assists. Uh, but, you know, I'll sit back, I'll think, I'll say, hey, maybe, maybe there's a kind of like um, a discrepancy between the manager and the player in terms of maybe the, the communication isn't good and someone has to be the fall guy. So maybe. But again, the numbers he's put for Manchester United doesn't warrant a, a big kind of defense for this player because the numbers don't lie. Defense so even what? if the story is not true, the numbers don't lie. Okay, he hasn't so, so, so what you're saying with is the Tony, numbers, and I'm a Tony, numbers guy. Tony. So what you're Honest saying is, stats guy. okay, if no, no, ask no, no, okay. So let me clarify. Let me clarify then. Let me ask you a question then. So by your logic, it's okay to criticize a player for stuff we don't know if he's not performing on the pitch. No, I'm just saying it's it's aligned. It's How is it aligned? It's aligned How? because if you're not putting performances uh, or maybe you're just not that good. training, okay, maybe you're just training, not that good. Then maybe. How do we know he's not? How, okay, so how do we know he's not performing in training then? Because he's, 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 he's because he's not doing it in in real time. He's not so, scoring so goals. So a lot of the play, so none of our players. Time. Okay, okay, so none of our players are doing it in real time. So none of them are putting it in real time by that logic. By that logic, no, 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 no. By that logic, none of I, our I'm players just are performing. I'm just, I'm just no, 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 None of our players are performing on the pitch, so none of them are putting it in in training. That's correct, right? I, I, I was just specifically talking about Jordan Sancho. No, why? No, no, no. Let's specifically and, and talk about everybody. Forget that. Numbers. No, no, no. Forget the management. Don't lie. His no, no. The, the rest lie. of them are. So, okay, so Rashford's not putting it in in training. Then. In, in that management. sense, you could. In that sense, you could say the same thing about Anthony. Then, really, because the Anthony cannot in the entire team. Yeah, yeah. No, we're yeah. putting up numbers. So they're all bad yeah. in training. This is what I'm yeah. this is the prime example of what I'm talking about. People want to scale. No, but, no, but, no, but the manager hasn't come out to say that those players are bad in training. Yeah, because so maybe he likes the players to say that Sancho is yes. in training quite well and the numbers because, doesn't lie in that. But, one, but so. again, again, they don't correlate. They don't that doesn't correlate. Just because you are performing badly on the pitch does not necessarily mean you're performing badly in training. Because some of the best players we've ever seen on the planet are terrible traders. Eden Hazard was an awful trader. This is well-known and well-renowned. He's one of the best players we've ever seen in the Premier League. So that don't correlate, does it? Awful trainer. Well-renowned, he was an awful trader. Ronaldinho, terrible trader at times. Go. What are we doing here? Like, come on, man. Like, we can't just do, we can't just take the manager's word at gospel. Like the manager, so the manager don't potentially have favorites. Again, let's talk about his performances on the pitch. That's where I agree with you. His performances on the pitch haven't been good enough. There, I agree with you on that. And again, that ties back into why I said all summer long and it's documented on the channel. Yeah, sell Jaden Sancho. 
That's why I gave him a three out of 10. Now, if I was defending him, I would have gave him a seven or eight. I put no defense for his performances on the pitch. Where I will defend him is off the pitch. Bad attitude. Because it's only because bad attitude only comes up when it's people of mine and your complexion, Tony. And sure. you know this. Facts, facts. I get that. You know what I'm saying? You know this. Like, let's, 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 let's make this made. And again, bad attitude is so open I, to interpretation. I've not said anything about his attitude. I've no, just said you, out of no, no, stuff no, no, about his numbers. No, no, I'm Tony, a numbers guy. I'm just Tony, Tony, about his numbers. You're mistaking me. I'm not talking about you. I'm saying these are debates I've had on this channel. Yeah. People in the chat have told me this. So I'm not aiming this at you. I'm saying I've had this conversation. I've seen this on my socials where people have said he has a bad attitude. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things on he has a bad What does that mean? That's so open to anything. That could have been Ten Hag asked him to bring the footballs out onto the pitch and he said no. That could be classic bad attitude. That it could be said as daft as that, but people want to make these whole big things over it. So yeah, back to the original question you asked me. Um, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm hurt for Manchester United as a Manchester United fan because I believe we've lost the talent, and even though it's only loan, and it's a shame it's not worked out. Because I want to see talented players here and work out. Unfortunately, it's not worked out. And that's just the way it is. Hopefully, he goes there and performs. I don't believe Ten Hag will be here when he comes back. And hopefully, the next manager can utilise him. So, it's a little bit of... From a Manchester United fan perspective, I'm I'm unhappy about it. But from his perspective, I'm happy about it. Because I think that's the best possible um, place for him to succeed. That's what I would say. Yeah. Connor, I don't, I don't know. Do you have any? Uh, I, I was just, I was just letting you two cook. No, honestly, <laughs> you two absolutely cook. Um, with, with Sancho, I think, um, I think it comes down to a lot of things. I mean, clearly, he obviously doesn't get on with the manager currently. Um, we, we, we've all seen that there's been scenarios where they haven't got on together. Um, but even when he came into the Premier League, it, you know, I, I watched a bit of him at Dortmund before he came, and. Um, it's, it was just a different player. I don't know whether it was the fact of, you know, Man United has obviously been in a state for quite a long time now. It's not just been this season or last season. It's been for a good couple of years now. You know, maybe you could say he was coming Sorry, into a different... Off, Hold that thought, just one second. Yo, yeah. she, S. Dizzle was running jokes. He was running bants. He wasn't being serious. I don't think so anyway. Go on, Connor. Carry on. He was being yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, no, United has been a bit of a toxic place for a while. And I think, you know... Obviously, Oli signed him. Then, obviously, Oli went. You know, they've changed. They've changed. He's had three managers in that whole tenure that he's been there. And obviously, system changes as well. There was a system change of Oli, Ranić, and and Tenag, I believe. There's always been system changes. You know, I don't think he's had that. I, I say he hasn't had that chance. He's you know he's played a lot. Of, he's played what 40, 42 games at United, forty six, something like that. But you, you know, know it's only been about what a couple of goals here and there and a couple of assists. It's obviously not the stats he was giving it at Dortmund. Me personally, I think either he needs someone better he can work with. I don't know if, if the Bundesliga is maybe just his level. Maybe he just enjoys being in the Bundesliga compared mm -hmm. to the Premier League. Because we all know the Premier League, and in no disrespect to other leagues, but the Premier League is a big step up for any other leagues. But I'm not going to forget that Jaden Sancho is still pretty young for his type of age. He's only 23. You know, he's got so many more years to improve. And I do, and I hope that this move, this loan move back to Dortmund for six months helps him out a lot with his confidence because I think his confidence has been shot for a very long time. I've seen it in his performances. I mean, you just have to look at the United side. It's not just him. You know, it's not just him that's been affected by this. There's a lot of star players in that team. You could even look at Marcus Rashford, for example. You know, absolutely on fire for my United a couple of seasons ago. Now he's sort of been a ghost of, of his former self, you know. So 
I think it's not just him. I think a lot of players are affected at that club. A lot of star players that you, you guys have got. Uh, even Bruno Fernandes. I'm not the biggest fan of Bruno Fernandes, but there's definitely a talent there, especially when he first arrived at the club. And look at him now. You know, it's it's chalk and cheese. And it's the exact same with Jadon Sancho when he left Dortmund to come to Man United. And I hope he does stay at Man United because I think he does deserve a shot. And I think he could be a really good player for Manchester United. But you know what? I saw that. I saw the uh, the clips of him today at, at, at Dortmund. And the, I, I swear to God, he looked so happy to be there. It was like he was back home, in a sense. And remember, he he was at Man City, you know, before he went to Dortmund. Yeah. That was that Manchester's pretty much his home, you know. So, but he looked more at home going back. He literally said, "Where's Royce? Where's all these? Like, I want to see Marco." And like, it's like yeah. he was going back home to see his family. And yeah. um, I don't know, man. I think he might be happy to go back there. I think he might make a plea to go back there permanently. In all honesty, really? which I don't blame him. I mean, if, like you said. Um, Flawless. If if Ten Hag's still there at United come this summer, I doubt he will want to stay. I, I yeah. doubt either of them will want, want to go back. Yeah, and I think that would be very unfortunate because I do think there's a player there. I think there's a lot of talent there. Definitely a role, a call up to England will be, in my opinion, soon to come if he does put in performances. The player there at the end of the day, um, but at United it ain't happening. And I don't know whether it's just the fact that he hasn't connected well with the Premier League. Whether it's the fact he just prefers he, he plays better in the Bundesliga, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see if he picks up that form he had before he went to Man United. If he did, I'm going to put it down to the fact I think the league may be just not his type of style, if that makes sense. That's my opinion on it. No, I, and I hear that, and that's where I'm at with he don't have the attribute, the talented as he is to play out wide. Now, don't get him mistaken from a central standpoint. Yeah, and if he plays well for Dortmund, could he get into the Euros? Absolutely. You could get into the Euro squad. Also, you're on the Champions League stage as well. And if he does well in that, that also could improve his chances. And to S. Dizzle, nah, it's all good. That was good sarcasm because you got me at first. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's why Sheik blocked you. The sarcasm was elite, fam. You know what I'm saying? Take it as a compliment that he blocked you. Because when I first read it, even though I was going back and forth with, um, <laughs> with Tony, I was like, I thought it was as well. But yeah, like what you're saying is spot on because he's saying here, Back to what I was saying with the Sancho thing, Tony has a bad yeah, attitude and horrible work yeah, ethic. It, it, yeah, it never, I've never seen his content, but because I, I heard Tony was bad. That. Yeah, now I believe it, and now I tell the world that he is. And yeah, like that's the same. Even though we're running jokes with it in regards to using you as an example, that's the same yeah. with Sancho, but on a worldwide scale. And another thing on top of that was the whole apology thing. When people are like, "Oh, he should apologize," the reason why I never criticized Sancho for not apologizing because I would have done the exact same thing. My manager calls me out publicly. I would have responded back publicly and I'm not apologising. That's just me, though. Everybody's morals is different. I ain't apologising. Nah. 100%. I, I agree. I think he should have. I think I think he had the right to hold his own. I think it was very clear as well that the manager didn't really even want to play him. You know, and I know last season, last season, obviously, he had, he had a lot of games to play. But come towards the end of last season and even, obviously, now this season, you can see they're not getting on. I think, listen... In terms of my United, I believe that, you know, even if Ten Hag gets sacked, I do believe it's going to be the same situation come a new manager. It's the players at the end of the day. It's the players, in my opinion, if, if I'm going to give you my honest opinion. The players are the problem at Manchester United. Not all of them, but there's a definitely a huge chunk that Man United will not be able to progress unless they move on from a lot of that old, the old people from like 2017, 2018, right? Um, but you can see Ten Hag sort of gives me aspects of Mikel Arteta. You know, there's been situations where Mikel Arteta hasn't got on with players and they've been shipped off and they've never been seen the eye again. I mean, look at, well, even now, Emil Smith-Rowe, 
I don't know what this guy's done to completely not get anywhere near Arsenal's first team. But that's the way he's treating it like that. Obviously, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang got completely sidelined from the team for being late to the North London derby. Now, I get that, and it's wrong. But he, he was that, Mikel Arteta was that with his foot down that he just completely took him out of the squad, even though he was our best player, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's aspects of seeing that. But I've seen, you know, Ten Hag can be stubborn, and I can see it. And even with his decisions, like his tactical decisions, he's even said at times, like, you know, I stand by it. It's my tactics. And if it doesn't work, it don't work. But if it does, it does. So, um... I have a little funny feeling that this may carry on to someone different with Ten Hag. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether he, if it's the power that he's got. I don't know. I still believe it. By the way, I want to say it right now. I, I believe Ten Hag is a good manager. I think he's a good manager. Oh, you think I he's think... a good manager? All right. Let me say hypothetically then. Let's talk about it. Because, wait, where do you stand just quickly? Arteta in, Arteta out, or Arteta down? I'm a, I'm a terror out. <laughs> okay, so you're Arteta out. Arteta leaves yeah. tomorrow. Would you take Ten Hag at Arsenal? <sighs> Nah, 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 <laughs> listen. You can't kid a kid or Connor. You can't kid a kid or you the can't reason, kid a kid or. The reason I What's said it, I believe man? he no, listen, listen, listen. The reason I said <laughs> I believe he's a decent man. No, do you know do you know what it is, yeah? Do you know, listen, do you know what it is, yeah? The reason, case, the, reason, the reason I don't say I want Ten Hag if he came if if um Arte got sacked and came in tomorrow, it's because we've had so much dross the last four years. In my opinion. Ten Hag's another one of them process managers. Do you know what I mean? Comes in, you've got to now stay with him for a bit, let him cook, let him cook. I want someone with more experience will come straight in and actually get a job done. I still believe Ten Hag can be a decent manager for Manchester United, but he doesn't have the right players to work with. There's so much dross in, your, in that team. It's, it's, it's so bad. You know, and we all know that. I think yeah. if he works with a good amount of good core players, I think he could do a decent job. But I will, I, I can agree. Some of the tactics have been shocking for Manchester United. Mm. And when he has come out and said, I still rate me, I can't remember what game it was, but he came out and he said, um, I think it was when you had McTominay at number 10. And he was like, tactic, <laughs> tactic. And I was like, what? But I, I, saw, a, I saw a thing today. I think if, if you guys beat Tottenham, I believe he passes Sir Alex's win rate or something like, like whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's the next to Alex. All right, so let me ask you this, Connor. You said the in squad, a weird way. This, you yeah. said the squad is not, and uh, she come and get to your super chat as well. You said the squad is has got a lot of dross and it's not I got a lot of players in it that are not good. I agree with you. Don't get mm. mistaken. I'd get rid of the vast majority. However, this is his team. He yeah. picked these players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are definitely players there. <laughs> Listen, there are players there like likes of Anthony. I call it Anthony because I I laugh at Anthony. Because I think eighty million pounds. I mean, originally he was meant to be what thirty million. Then yeah, you backed like, out. Well, he, you tried yeah, to get yeah, someone yeah. else. It didn't work out. Then you went back, and they wanted more money from you. So that's that situation. You know, Ten Hag hasn't made great signings, but you do look at some of them. You know, Martinez. <laughs> Yo, keep reaching, man. Others. Keep reaching. Listen, <laughs> I like Martinez. I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, Don't get a mistake. His he, first window, I like. I will, I will, yeah. I will, you know what I'm saying, throw you some rope so you don't keep falling down the cliff. Mm. I do like his first window. This this second window, yeah. horrible. His are, first you a, window, are you a believer in, do you believe, uh, Flawless, that Ten Hag has all the power when it comes to transfers? Do you believe some it of the seems ownership? That way, of... It seems that way, yes, because every player we've signed has either he's managed has been in the Dutch league with him or has some form of previous link to him. Mm -hmm. They're his signings. That's why I don't hear the excuse in regards to the player. Don't get me wrong. The team is bad in regards to the individuals. However, yeah. one, they're his signings. And then two, he should be getting more out of this team. Yeah. Because I watched him last season do more with less. We had less quality, 
less yeah. of your players yeah. and you had us performing better. Mm-hmm. So Do you know what my argument is? You know, when I, when I said earlier about, you know, I believe he's a decent manager, the reason I say that is, you know, I put that in perspective of if you were, for example, and it is a bit of a bold statement, say, for example, you were to get someone like an Ancelotti in tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic manager and probably could do mm-hmm. one as a Manchester United. But you do Absolutely. look at that. But you do look at them players and you think, what manager can really get this team going? And f- the reason I, I say, and I have my opinion on Man United and say, do mm-hmm. I believe they should keep sacking managers? No, because I don't think it's going to make a difference. You know, I think if you sack Ten Hag tomorrow mm-hmm. and you bring someone else in, probably on the same level, because let's be honest, I mean, managers nowadays are thick and thin. You probably will get someone around the same level as Ten Hag, maybe. Mm-hmm. I've seen things about Hansi Flick going wanting to go to multiple clubs and stuff like that. But I you think look it was at- interim. That's yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, you'd be a decent but, but again, Anti Flick is a multiple winner. He's a serial winner. Yeah. Yeah. You and you but it goes back to the fact that same bracket and, and he, what it is. One, but it goes back to the fact that he's a serial winner. Yeah, yeah. Go on, it goes back to the fact you've still got those same players. Yeah. And I think that any manager, most of them, would struggle with this group that he's got to work with. I mean, the fact that Maguire and Johnny Evans are one of the choices in the back line, it's not great, is it? You know, and um, it's not great, but again, that ties back into what I said initially. He yeah. put yeah. this together. He did. And also, the reason, why, he did. He the reason did. why I don't think he, the reason why I disagree in regards to any manager getting more out of them, because mm. I watched him do this last season. These same players, yeah. Yeah. minus a few of his signings, like these these signings, which on paper our team is better on paper this season than it was last season. And I watched you perform and work wonders last season with a worse team in my opinion don't get me wrong is it the best no all i'm asking for basics if we were doing the basics which i think any competent manager does and has us looking like a cohesive competent unit i'll shut up because one thing i will forgive is lack of skill skill sorry is lack of quality if we fall short just because of the lack of quality in the team, I'll hold my hands up and go, all right, we just need to go again in the window. Like last season, the reason why I defended the manager and the team so much is I've seen that it's a lack of skill. And we over-exceeded ten... my expectations. Yeah, go on, Do you go believe on. Ten Hag could do better with this team, uh, Flawless? Do you reckon he could? Yes, he definitely. Could do... what definitely. Do you... I listen, I listen, I'm not United crazy. I, I can't tell you the ins and outs. Yeah. What do you believe? What if you If you were Ten Hag, what yeah. would you? Or, no, you know what Ten Hag can do in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what he. You know he's not Pep. He's not Klopp. No, you know, he's not. He's not the best manager in the world. But you could see what he could do. What would you change yeah. if you were Ten Hag and you went into Manchester United? What would you change? I'd legit. Away? I'd legit just go back to what I was doing last season because it was working. That, and that's also, what, that's what I mean. That's I, Mikel Arteta. I, that I, is top, Mikel and on top of that, when he's reverted back to what he did last season, this season we've performed okay. They've been our better performances, Literally, ironically, awesome. against the better teams. When we've gone back to the double, everyone thought, myself included, we were going to get absolutely battered by Liverpool. Everybody thought yeah. that, yes, myself yeah. included. So we seven nils, eight nils, yeah. 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 It, was, it was pick a number, you know what I'm saying? It was from <laughs> four onwards. Pick yeah. a number, certain <laughs> to nil. It was. It was close your eyes and tap it on the keyboard. That's what it was. And but, he played, and before you go, Tony, because of the, the people who were missing and he could only play those three midfielders, we played a double pivot and all of a sudden we looked better. Even when we lost to Ulock, even though Ulock were the better side, that yeah, was yeah. one of our better performances. We lost yeah, yeah. two goals in stoppage time. Even when we played, there was another game where we played a double pivot. Oh, who was it? I can't remember, but there was another game we played a double pivot. Villa, that was it. Played a double pivot against Villa. Again, three of the better side. Liverpool, Arsenal, Aston Villa. 
three of the better sides in the Premier League. Could argue three of the top four, three of the top five. And our better performances have come against those three sides. Why? Because he went back to the double pivot. Yeah. He went back to us being a more cohesive unit. So I'm not asking for champagne football. I'm not asking to be top of the league. I'm asking for us to do the basics. I'm asking for us not to have 13 losses before Christmas. I'm asking for us to get out of a Champions League group containing in Copenhagen and Galatasaray. It's so just unforgivable because we're better sides than them. As bad as we are, we are better sides than them. That's why I said I forgive lack of skill. If we finish second to Bayern Munich, I hold my hands up and go, let's Bayern Munich. Better manager, better side, better players. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Copenhagen. Yeah. Galatasaray. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Come on. Um, flawless, um, yeah. You said last, you said revert to last season. Mm-hmm. See, last season, you only won a Carabao Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. this is this how bad the standards, yeah, at Manchester United have really fallen? Yeah, you just said revert back to yeah. what you were doing last season that it was worth tactically. When I meant that, I said, when I said that, I meant tactically. I meant tactically. I understand that, yeah. but you didn't challenge for the title last season. Teams are good enough it's to challenge for the title. It's still an underwhelming performance. And you know what, yeah, what? with the whole razzmatazz, yeah, about uh, when uh, Ten Hag came in and took over in your football club, you know, mm-hmm. I saw many Manchester United fans, even some that were coming on my show, waxing lyrical about this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, the second coming of... <laughs> oh my God! And, and these are the things I hate. It's just the same way Arsenal fans comparing Martin Odegaard to Zinedine Zidane in their prime. And, and I don't know who did you know, who did that. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, dislike yeah. this thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the same thing. It makes my skin crawl. But the, see, the thing there is that this manager has to be sacked for you to move any further. To, to be very sincere with you, mm-hmm. because your your standards have been lowered. You just won only the Carabao Cup last mm-hmm. season. It's not good enough for the size, uh, 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 you know, of your club, of your football club. You should be in the mix of the big titles. This season, you couldn't even get out of your Champions League group. That's an really? indictment on the manager. That's Absolutely. an indictment, even a bigger indictment on the institution, Manchester mm-hmm. United, right now. Absolutely. You know what, yeah? If you put Ten Hag in the mix, yeah? He inherited a more better squad than Klopp did when he came to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Klopp inherited Moreno, Emre Chan, yeah. Mignolet, Klein. This were the, this Lalana. This were the complete donuts he had to deal with when he came into the league and managing Liverpool. Yeah. It's nothing like what Ten Hag inherited. Right. Yeah, it was a little bit of a mess Yeah, in any way, but it's not the same thing. And why is that not the same thing? Because Klopp has been able to change. Mm-hmm. He's been able to evolve. He has been able to have his own team. Don't get me wrong. This team Ten Hag has already assembled. It's his team. And the fact is that he's failed. He's failed. He hasn't, he, he hasn't actually gotten you guys into a challenge of the major honours. Champions League is a no-no. You've been mm-hmm. disgraced by FC Copenhagen and them lots, yeah. And Galatasaray in the Champions League. Yeah. Last season, just the Carabao Cup, it's not looking good. The manager needs to go. So where are the standards? So yeah. if I'm talking about Arsenal, I'm talking about the standards. We need to reinstall in that football club. Definitely Manchester United, who definitely dominated English football in the early 2000s and 1990s, should definitely, definitely 
be having standards to replace this manager because he's not good enough. And if he has his own team, he brought in Anthony. I think that's a big indictment on him as a professional manager. He has his own team. He brought these guys into the fray. He decided to spend 90 million on Anthony. He decided that. You know, Sancho was already there before him. He did bring this defense also. Varane, he signed Varane. See, Real Madrid couldn't believe it when they saw that bid, yeah, for Varane. And right now, look at it. The proof is in the pudding. This manager mm-hmm. brought his players. It's his players. And he has nothing to show for it. He spent, it's even getting closer to what Mikel Arteta even spent. Actually, he's heading there right now. And if this manager is giving any more funds, he's going to waste it because he's not that guy. He's not, he's not that, that guy. guy. But let me just state something. When I say back to last yeah. season, you're talking about the result. Alan, I'm not talking about what we won and what we did. I'm talking about tactically. When I say revert back to last season. Because tactically, that was getting results because I understand this team is limited. In regards but, to... You're but talking tactically, about, you didn't win the title. Okay, so let me ask you yes, just yes or no question, Tony. Is the squad we have good enough to win the league? Yes or no? That's what yes, Connor no, was no, saying. No, 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 no. It's a yes, no, no, Tony. No, no, Tony. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> no, that. No, no, no. With a different manager. No, no, no. It's a yes or no question. Is the Manchester United team, in your opinion, good enough to Ancelotti, win a Premier League something title? Different might happen. Oh, again, if that's not an answer to the question, Tony. Don't be ducking, Tony. We're not doing that here. We're not ducking the question. It's a yes or no question. Is the team good enough to win a Premier League title? Yes or no, in your opinion? No. No. Okay then. So but, so expecting okay 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 so 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 that kills it dead then. So expecting a team to do something you don't think they can do is just plain foolish. So let's kill that dead. So that's just nonsense. That's just your Arsenal bias. I respect it. I hear it. But do better than that because you're much cleverer than that. You got much more creativity than that. You're moving like Arsenal now in the final third. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, see people, you just pick people apart easy. So in regards to that, me, Connor, I already know without asking him myself, Eddie, who's in the chat, any sensible man. Manchester United fan, any sensible, logical football fan can look at that Manchester United team and go, all right, where roundabouts do you think this team should finish? Can it win or challenge the Premier League? No. So then you go, okay, what's best after that? You look at the trophies that are available. Is it good enough to go and compete and win the Champions League? No. But with a favourable draw, can you get to the last stages? Yes. Can you go and compete for the FA Cup and League Cup? Yes, we reached both finals last season. We also finished third in the league. We also had the second best home record. So I'm looking at all those things last season and go, all right, and bear in mind that when I say this, let me make this clear. I don't look at expectations of everyone else. I only go off my expectations. So when Ten Hag landed, when he got here and I looked at the team, I went, I don't really rate this team at all. I would take six right now. And he exceeded all my expectations last season. He had us defensively much more solid than I expected. I didn't expect us to win a trophy. I didn't expect to be so confident going into games. I did not expect to have the second best home record. I did not expect to finish third. So when that season's done, I go, all right, go and improve the team. On paper, it on paper, it looked like he had improved the team. I'll always give players outside of the Premier League joining because I've not watched them week in, week out. I'll always give them a chance. In, in the Premier League. So Onana, for example, Hoyland, for example. Who else did we sign this summer? Amrabat as well, trying to think. Mount, I didn't want, because again, I've watched him. I know he's just limited. But the rest of them, obviously his signings haven't worked out. So I'm looking at the manager. Then on top of that, I'm looking at him going, 
why have you tactically shifted from something that was getting you results? Because the thing is, with this Manchester United team, we have no new problems. All of the issues we have this season, we had last season. And I watched the manager deal with these problems and sort them out. So why not revert back? And the reason why he's not reverted back to that is simply, simply because he's panicking. The pressure on the spotlight of being at Manchester United is getting to him. That's why I manage it out. So when you talk about the standards of Manchester United, I hear you. But I also understand and can look at the team and go, where are we at? We should have progressed. This league is not that great. If we would have got through the Champions League group, was in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, I believe we should be there as well. Um, we're through in the FA Cup and higher up in the league. If we were nine points, 12 points better rough, nine to 10 points better off, I'd be like, all right, we're roundabouts where we should be. And then it's again going improving in the summer. I'm looking for improvement to go and do what you said, which is to go and challenge for the league and build a team that. But this team's not that good enough. If the team's not good enough. Sounds like Johnny. Sounds like Johnny Evans doesn't help either. You know, when hey, he's hey, no damn mistaken. Johnny Evans has been our best signing this summer. Yeah, he's been very good. I won't get it wrong. But you know, in terms of improvement, you know, yeah. you, you need to really be investing in a bit more. But um, I'd, maybe you look at it and think, you know, maybe United just need a clearer vision. But then again, we've seen it. You know. I mean, let's be honest, you know, it's been Oli, then it's been, well, I wouldn't really count Ranya because he was in it in the room, but now he got 10 arg. You know, if you do get him sacked and you do get someone else in, there's a bit more of a clearer vision. I, I, I just, do you take that risk again of doing it? Yes, all you, take, you know why, you know why, you know why you take, you know you why. And V1, stop spamming as well. The reason why I take the risk is because of what Ten Hag did last season. If a manager comes yeah, in and does what Ten Hag true. did last season and exceeds my expectations, I'm over the top. <laughs> All I'm yep. asking for is big up Tom as well, the joke, man. All I'm asking for, basics. <laughs> before we get to before we get to Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues, how about we just do the basics and become a competent unit? Man are telling it's me, cool. why have I not man are telling me I'm walking in my house and telling me why have I not got a 60-inch TV? Why is my refrigerator <laughs> not seven foot? And man ain't even got doors. Man ain't even got doors. Man has not even got windows. You know what I'm saying? I've not even got running water and electricity. A man are asking me where's man asking me where's yeah exactly man are asking me there's a hole in my roof a man are asking me yo why why where's your microwave you know what I'm saying I'm saying get yeah. the basics sorted first help us become a competent unit that competes I just yeah. want us to be competitive I just want to go into games as a Manchester United fan and go even though we're playing against the better team we can win this game that was me last season. Go back and check yeah. all the watch-alongs, all the previews I did when I'm talking about games. Yeah, such and such might have a better team than us, even with injuries. But guess what? I think we can win this game. When we're going 1-0 down in games, I'm sat there going, oh, we can turn this around. We have resilience. I think it was only twice or three times last season we lost games back-to-back. -back. One of them being the, the opening day of the season, the first two. So what that told me is the team is resilient. Every time we had a bad result, 90% 90% of the time we bounce back and won the next game. Mm. Now this season I'm watching us and going, I'm predicting when we're going to concede. I'm watching this team fold. Go to my watch-alongs. For anyone that doesn't watch my watch-alongs, there's times where I'm like, the momentum's with the other team, we're going to concede. I'm counting mm. when we're going, in particular the Bayern Munich game. I count their four goals, no, three of their four goals. I, I was like, yeah, we're going to concede. Ask Eddie, he was on the, the watch-alongs with me. Because this team will fold. And I don't like that. And yeah, oh. baby gates for doors, Tom. Exactly. Yeah, go on. 
I mean, but, but flawless, yeah. Maybe we're looking at it, yeah, in a whole wrong dimension. What if this manager is not the guy? That's, I agree with you. Oh, Tony, 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 Tony. I agree with you. He, he needs... Let that's me just clarify. Tony, Tony. Yeah, uh, uh, Let me just clarify. I'm Ten Hag out, by the way, just to clarify. But go on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we've already, we've already established the fact, yeah, that this manager wasted the funds of this uh, mm -hmm. football club. He brought shitty players down to you. But again, yeah, Part of a part of a manager's uh, a job description is to also improve players that you already have. Okay. Good. How about Fernandez? Fernandez in thirty-seven games last season, uh, Fernandez put up eight goals, eight assists last season. This season we already have that, and he even hasn't even scored up to half the goals he got last season. He doesn't even have half of the assists he posted up last season. That's a big indictment to this manager. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, look at Rashford. You can't tell me your player that scored 17 goals all season is total crap right Agreed. now. That he has only three goals this season. He scored 17 last season. So, see, mm -hmm. some mainstay members, the core of this team, hasn't developed, hasn't run with the flow they had last season. Maybe it's a bigger indictment on this manager. Maybe it's not just the guy. Yeah, you won the Carabao Cup. But again, is that Carabao Cup, is it the is it the pinnacle to which uh, 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 Manchester United can get? I'm sorry, it's it's not good enough. So it's a big indictment. If I'm saying Arteta should get out with his performances right now, I don't think Ten Hag should 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 get to keep that job. Mostly with the biggest club in in the whole of England. Come United on, United fans, are you hearing him? Listen, you know what I'm saying maybe it's, it's you'll hear it from enough. a rival. Fan. Maybe you'll hear it from a it's rival. Because I, I agree with you, Tony and Magata. This is why I'm ten hard it's up. Not good enough. And I'm all these players. I'm. Let me just clarify again for those that may not know. I'm get everybody out. I've said this. Blow it up. <laughs> start again. Manager, coaches, players, scouting department, recruitment team, medical staff, the chefs. Friggin' car park attendees, stewards, ownership, DOF, if we don't even have one. See, every, I want everybody who is a receptionist, everybody who's been involved in this mess, gone. Kitman, everybody. Start again in the ideal world. Fully agree with you, Tony, in regards to that. It also isn't, but that ties in when you're talking about players performing worse than they did last season. That ties back into tactics. Because what he did last season was utilize limited players and get the best out of them by setting us up in a certain way. And now he's reverted away from that. You'll see, we're joint third lowest goal scorers in the Premier League so far. Right True. now. We scored less goals scored than Luton I think you've scored 22 goals, goals this season. In 20 and games. you've also considered 27, whooping 27 goals in about 18 games. That's shocking, man. 22 goals. That's one of the lowest in the league. Everybody can go. That's Dizzle, man. I'm tired. Everybody, before we continue, hey, you lot, run up the likes. There's over 60 people in here. Continue to get your questions in. Uh, she come and get to your super chat as well, of course. If you want to make sure we get to your question, super chat people. That's one surefire way to make sure we get to it. But continue to run up the likes. We're currently at um, yo, 35, 41 likes. Not good enough. Let's get up to 50 likes, man. Let's get up to 50 likes. Hit the subscribe button on the channel, Sarcasm City TV. Make sure you subscribe to Connor's channel. Make sure you subscribe to Tony's channel. Both links are in the title. So you click the links, it opens up new tabs, and then you can subscribe to their channels. Hey, Eddie, I always quote you when I use the acronym ACGI, man. <laughs> Anybody can get it, man. Get Big rid of everybody. Eddie. 
big on my guy Eddie every yeah. Eddie's a real one. I've, I've seen well. him. Yeah, Eddie is, a, Eddie is a real, real one. Now. And yeah, yeah um, just a quick tip to these two super uh, super chats. Big up my guy Sheik says Tony, we can agree big to disagree. Yeah, big up Sheik TV. Everyone subscribe to my dog. Another real one. Another real here. one, man. You catch him on air on watch alongs. Tony, we can agree to disagree, but Sancho ain't exiled because of his numbers or trading performances. It's because of his supposed supposed attitude. He put attitude in quotation marks. Like I said, whatever that means in regards to his attitude. One sec, Tony, before you respond. Uh, man, you have a good squad, but the egg uh, chooses wrong. I think it's a decent... Yeah, Eddie, I think it's... Uh, sorry, not Eddie. Eli, I think it's a decent squad, but it's not good enough for where Manchester United are trying to go to, which is what Tony's talking about. The end goal is Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. Should it be performing better? Yes. But is it good enough overall? In my opinion, no. But I know you wanted to respond to Sheik, so floor is yours, Tony. Uh, 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 Sheik, see, I hear you, brother. I hear you, brother. But have you thought of the alternative scenario that if Sancho was putting in big numbers, even if he wasn't good in training and the manager came out publicly to diss him, yeah, and he was putting in big numbers, do you think the manager won't turn a blind eye if it was putting in the numbers he will definitely turn a blind eye provided he's providing uh, you know the goals I i've seen lots of players who are actually not good in training a lot of old school players who weren't good in training but when they turned up in the big games they always put in goals and the manager most of the time was very 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 or were very, very uh, frustrated, you know, with them in training, but they did put up the figures. If you're putting up figures, world-class managers will turn the blind eye to your attitude. That's a fact. With regards to the to, to the numbers, and then even then, some maybe depends on the man. But I hear your overall point. But yeah, like word to my guy Rhino, Ten Hags did it, man. He's cooked. Big up to Jason Carl. You know what I'm saying? Who says big up flawless, hardest working brother on YouTube. Big up your panel. Hey, big up to you. Thank you for the kind words, my guy. Much appreciated. Switching names from Manchester United. So see, you lot got a long Manchester United segment. There you go, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Almost hour into the show. Good. And we gonna switch to Arsenal now. Yeah, no, slick one. You know, Flores is quite slick. How guy. See, how guys in the slick? chat, yeah. I want you guys to call him Flores the slick one. How? I know, take notes. I know, take notes, uh, you know, but you guys know it's a slick one. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> how am I slick? And we opened up the show talking about Manchester United. It's all no, we're at 50, approaching last, 57 minutes. Last week you did me and TJ. No, last there, week we did it because you and TJ was going back and forth. So I shut up and got out of the way. <laughs> It was entertaining. Cash up, got out of the way. The chat was loving it. I ain't gonna interrupt that to talk about you know. Nah, they wanted to hit Arsenal. That's true. Let's go straight to it. Connor was there. He knows. He was watching. Like this is all I'm saying. So I'm not gonna get in the way. But because you said that last week, I was like, okay, we'll start with Manchester United. That's what it is. But that tells you all. Um, but now, even though we still call him the stick when we're almost an hour in, but Tony, we can revert back to Manchester United if I have another question. But we're going to go, you know what I'm saying, to London. We're going to travel down from Manchester. We'll travel up, sorry, from Manchester to London. Our Arsenal in a crisis. Our the FA Cup from first to fourth. Players underperforming. More like more importantly, your attack obviously Saka under Saka um, under criticism, Martinelli under criticism, Arteta under criticism, Arteta in, Arteta out, Arteta doubt. I've seen Arsenal fans across those 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 three options. Connor, floor is yours. Are Arsenal in a crisis? And your thoughts on what's gone on recently? I wouldn't put it down to a crisis. I'd put because you know the situation. Well, the problem here is yes, we're up to both the cups, which I'm very disappointed about. You know, we went out over the cups very poorly, in my opinion. Um, Liverpool was a shocker. 
and you know in the Carabao Cup was just I kind of expected it. I thought someone like Arsenal to really go through in a Carabao Cup and really go through to the end. You know, even when we got to the final against City a couple of years ago, it always seemed a bit like that. Arsenal never seemed to really recent times never really care about it. But I'd call it less of a crisis because we are still technically in a title race because we're only five mm-hmm. points ahead of um, behind Liverpool, so we're technically still in it. But it's more of a. T- I just see a team that's lost. And I see a team that doesn't want to shoot to score, honestly. I think we can see the main problem in Arsenal's team right now is the striker. Because if you watch that Liverpool game, the defence in the midfield was actually working very, very well together. Very well, in fact. We controlled that game. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm putting it down as well to the fact they had Mohamed Salah out. They didn't have any Virgil van Dijk and they had no Schlobberschlei. So that was another reason. But I'm still going to say and put my, put my foot down and say the defence in the midfield was very good, especially for that first half. It's the final product. Look at our last three games. Our last seven, even, if you really want to talk about it. The f- talk about the f- it. Final third. <clears throat> excuse me. Final third is atrocious. You know, Martinelli and Saka are ghosts of what they were last season. Saka's still been all right. You know, was it f- 18 GA so far this season? So he's been doing all right, but not the way he's playing now. You know, teams have found us out. The tactics are the same. Nothing's changing. You know... I feel like Arteta's too scared to change his tactics. Look, look, flawless. You literally said it about Ten Hag. It is the same thing of Arteta. Change back to what you were doing last season and you're going to win. But then I get a look at it and I think, if we do that, we're still going to have the same problems up front. But I do still look at the tactics and I think, we're playing this inverted football. It's not working anymore. If we can see it, Tony can probably see it. Other Arsenal fans, I think even rival fans can probably see it. Maybe yourself, flawless. It's not working anymore. Teams have found yeah. us out. Martinelli and Saka cannot get a sniff anymore because you've got two man on both of them. If you've got two man yeah. on them, you're sorted. You, you're winning the game on the wings. Yeah, they ain't getting past you. It's a fact. You know, I went into a... I've done a stream today on my channel. I've done an Arsenal News column and I actually talked about what I want the squad to look like come February 1st. And I talked about some options. You know, we've got Thomas Partey apparently coming back this month, which is a massive boost, by the way. I think that is going to really benefit our midfield. I think I really want to see... I believe we brought in Declan Rice for that Xhaka double pivot role. I think he's going to go into that double pivot and play as a more box-to-box, get more forward. I think we need to... The whole point of bringing in Declan Rice was to utilise him more. I don't think he was utilised enough at West Ham United. I think he was more of a solid DM, keep him in defence. He doesn't need to do any more than that. I think at Arsenal, Arteta wants to get more... And Arsenal in general want to get more out of him, get him more forward. I think we even saw for the United game when we played you guys, I look back to more of that. Not just the goal, because he was in the right position right time, but I was talking before that. He was getting forward, really pushing forward, because we had the players to do that. I think when he's playing at DM, he's very locked off. He's got multiple jobs to do. He's looking after Zinchenko when he's going forward, and he's got a track back. He's covering after him. He's got to cover after Gabriel and Saliba, because when it's t- when it's too much of a high line, Declan Rice has got to fall back. You know, Declan Rice can't really get involved in the attack that much, especially now with Party being out. But now Party's come okay. back. I want to see Party in the DM role. And I want to see Rice get more involved with the uh, attack. And I think he'll offer more of a brute force than Havertz does. Because I don't want to see Havertz in the starting eleven no more. I want to see him on the bench for the rest of the season. Like, we're out of all the all the cups now. We're only in the Champions League and the Premier League. I don't need any more mid-games from mid-players throughout this whole rest of this season. We need 10 out of 10s. And I trust Partey and Rice as a midfield and Odegaard at times to really do a job other than Kai Havertz. So I want to see him on the bench. Another thing I offered, I mean, Yuri and Timber's been out for a while, but he looked really good for Arsenal when he came in. He looks to be coming back soon. Mm. I want to see Zinchenko move into the midfield more. If Partey's not fully fit, 
put Zinchenko into the midfield. If we put Zinchenko into the midfield, where, say, Xhaka was last season, we won't need to worry about <coughs> him having to fall back and defend. Mm-hmm. And when he's fit and available, for now you've got to put Tommy Asu at left-back. That's the problem we're looking at. I've said already we should be looking at a left-back this January because it's more reasonable than getting a striker. Because I don't see us... I mean, we've been linked to a striker recently from Getafe, who's, I think, the second top goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's all well and good. But if you look at it realistically, I don't see... I, w- I want that Tony-type level, you know, type of player at striker. Right. It just makes sense. I think the left-back's got to be a priority because of the amount of... We've got no depth for the full-backs whatsoever. Jakob Kivior ain't, ain't cutting it. But if you want to talk about more of a crisis-type stuff, I think it's more down to the fact that the tactics ain't working no more. They're not. They're really not. You know, I see us in games, and don't get me wrong, we're creating chances left, right and centre. I, I understand that. But when you're looking at individuals on the pitch, mainly the wingers as well, because that's where we get all of our play from. Don't forget that. Don't get me wrong, we do have creativity with Martin Odegaard, but Martin Odegaard's more of that talisman. He's not the guy that will control the whole sort of game. If you watch Arsenal, we are always attacking from the wings. Always. It's always Saka and Martinelli where we're mainly creating chances. And then it's either passed into the midfield and it's either a pass back and a shot. or It's all coming from the wings is what I'm trying to get. Okay. Cannot carry on the season, playing inverted, not having any support for our wingers. It doesn't work. Arteta's not going to be sacked as much as I do think we, we need better. I don't think it makes sense now. I think it makes sense Yo, coming s- this season. Sack him and come get Ten Hag, man. Floor's yours. Well <laughs> oh, no, I'm all right. Yeah, I'll pass. I think I'll take Hansi Flick. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, listen. I'll tell you, see, Ten Hag's a different level. He's too good for Arsenal, man. He's too good for us. We can't get him. Mm. Um, but um, mm. listen, I don't think that... I wouldn't put it down to a crisis because I'm. we're used to this. We're used to Arteta throwing away these cups. Mm. I love the FA Cup. You know, I've yeah. grown up with us winning FA Cups. I'm not old enough to see us win Premier League titles. So the FA Cup's sort of my Arsenal trophy, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's not levels, but it's still a trophy. And the fact we're throwing it away again, I don't think we're going to compete in the Champions League. I think we could beat Porto, possibly. They're still a very good team. I'm not writing them off. They're in the Champions League round of 16 for a reason. I don't think we're getting past the quarters. So, listen, what has to be cha- look, what has to be changed before I move to probably Tony? Um, I think we need a striker this window. Um, it's it's obvious. You need a talisman. We're not going to get Tony. He's staying at Brentford. That's already practically confirmed. We're not going to pay 100 million because it will break FFP and then we'll all be screwed. Um, do I think this guy, Morial from Getafe, is the answer? No. I don't know what we're going to do, man. I think we're stuck. I think we're really, really stuck. And um, listen, if we finish up with nothing coming this season, no more trophies, listen, I don't even care if we get top four. He's got to go. We need something new. Something yeah, because you're at you're out now. So you're like, yeah, he has to win big up DW. Yeah, no, bro. I've, had enough, I've had enough, bro. I've Honestly, I've had enough. I've had, listen, I'm only 20 years old and I see some of the comments on social media and I think, Jesus Christ, you think I'm 50 with some of the stuff I'm coming out with. At least I've got exactly. a mind. I don't get why some exactly. people are still so sentimental with just marriage. you're away. 20. Yeah, I'm 20, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah, you've not seen nothing. Crazy. Yeah, no, no. Regards to Arsenal's success. I was nah, born, that, I'm even more yeah. impressed. You hella knowledgeable for 20. Yeah. I thought you was older just because I haven't spoken about football. That's Honestly, crazy. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm only 20. So I haven't seen a lot. Um, so yeah, and we need something different at this club. It doesn't I'm older shit, though. man. Sorry, go on, carry on. Man, I'm just thinking about how much. I get that, I get that a lot when I see my age and people are like, oh, I'm like when I told TJ I was 20 for the first like 19, he was like, Oh, f- I'm 35, and he thought, Oh, yeah, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on, carry um, on. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, but um, no, um, we need something different at this club, and it doesn't make sense. And I don't understand why Arsenal fans are so it like 
feel like they're like emotionally connected with this manager. If it's not Arteta, it's no one. You can't get anyone else. Mm-hmm. If if Klopp was to come into Arsenal tomorrow, they'd forget about Arteta in a heartbeat. Who's <laughs> that? It's fact. It's oh, I don't know why. Oh, that's weird. It's comes yeah, up. It pops up with the, with the thumbs yeah, up. The Have you got a map? Yeah, yeah, yeah on the map. Yeah, yeah. man. Tell me about it. But um, yeah, we need something new at this club. If he wins nothing come in the season, I said this at the start of the season when we bottled the Premier League last season. I said he's going to stay for another year because he literally was in a title race. They're not going to sack him for being in a title race, are they? I mean, I still would have if I was the owner. You're not winning me anything. You're spending all my money. I'd have got rid of him. I just don't see any progress being made. If he doesn't win me anything next season, if he doesn't challenge for the title. What's the point? We're going to be spending more and more money and not coming out short. Listen, I'm not saying Arteta can't be a good manager. He's only 39. He's got way more years to improve. I think he needs to go down to the lower leagues in Spain, something like that, lower team, really work his way up and he could probably be a good manager. But you're not fit for Arsenal Football Club. We need an experienced manager. I really wish... And honestly, and people, you know, cry and laugh about it. I, I was one of them people that wanted to hold on to Unai Emery. You know, I actually didn't want to keep him on after the Frankfurt game. I was like, listen, he hasn't been backed up that much. I get the Pepe signing and all that, you know, big money signing. He has spent some money. If Unai Emery had the money that Arteta has spent, it's chalk and cheese, in my opinion. Look what he's doing with Aston Villa. He's been there for not even, what is it, a season and a half? He's got them in the title race. He's got them cooking. Yeah, it took Arsenal four, and he, they might even win the Europa League this season. Is it the Europa League or the Conference League? Wherever they're in this season, he might win uh, that. They're in the, I think they're in. I think it's conference. conference. Yeah, conference. it's Conference League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Conference. Eli, I'll get to your two questions as well. Eli, I get to your two questions. Go on, and people can people can say it's only the Conference League, but he can still go ahead and win it. It's a European trophy. We didn't have that. And people said the Cup Winners Cup. It's not a Europe. It's, it's like the Super Cup. No one cares about the Cup Winners Cup. We haven't won a European trophy. Period. You know. So, listen. In my opinion. There's going to be a crisis in my head if we don't win nothing this season. And I don't think we're going to win anything this season because I don't think we're going to win the Champions League and I don't think we're going to win the Premier League. And do you know what? In my opinion, I see it as a bit of a blessing in disguise because I think if we won the FA Cup this year, I think he'd have stayed on for another five years. I'm being serious. Okay. That would have yeah. kept him on. We need something different at this club. I think, you know, Arteta, thank you for some of the signings. You've made some decent signings. I'm not getting that wrong. I'm not getting it twisted. Thanks for the FA Cup. You know, thanks for their memories if there is some some of the like the Bournemouth game for example the scenes thank you for that but it's time to move on now something different something more someone more experienced I mean Hansi Flick I think would be perfect at Arsenal I've said Diego Simeone people say negative football I say you're dreaming because I think he'd be perfect at Arsenal personally do you want to go for Zidane go for Zidane we need something different at this club man I'm crying for it and uh, yeah. that's my piece that's my piece man exactly. where do you stand at Arsenal in a, at Arsenal in a crisis Connor, um, see, yeah, I know we're we're in the gutters, yeah, I know we're in the gutters, but Connor, yeah, please, Arsenal have won an European trophy, scored a cup, winners cup, see, yeah, we're in the gutters. Don't don't drive us down into the gutters. Yeah. Come on, man. When mostly when we're in, you know, rival channels. Come on, man. And it's and it's elevators to to the mud, yeah. Come on, man. We're already in the gutters. Win the Europa League. <laughs> Come on, and man. Tony, after being a so new, won, imagine being in the Europa League for like five I, years I, and no, he still I, didn't I, win I it. I, I know, but we've won the Cup Winners' Cup because Barcelona have won. Legendary football clubs have won the Cup Winners' Cup. So, okay. uh, you know, so mm-hmm. let's don't just, you know. I'd prefer the trophy with the big ears. I'd prefer the trophy with the big ears, personally. Exactly. It's nice, man. Exactly. It's so nice. I've seen yeah. it twice, man. But here we yeah. are. I've seen it lucky, twice. Lucky for you. Let me tell you that's a dream of exactly, life, man. That's a dream. Um, see, yeah, flawless. Yes, Tony, my friend. <laughs> I think you're doing Arsenal a big favor. 
by uh, putting that word crisis. I think it's more than a crisis. Wow. Yeah, What's more yeah, crisis? yeah. This is turbulence mode. Yeah, this is catastrophe. Yeah, in the making. Wow, we, we've That's got we've gone past crisis. Okay. See, um, Connor, I, I'll just chip in to you know cheeky stuff. Yeah, go uh, for you it, said, bro. Yeah, you said that Arsenal uh, uh, might uh, actually go past FC Potter. Man, the kind of chest you have right now, man. I'm suspicious of it, man. See, we see we can't beat West Ham in a league game. Let yep. that sink in. Yeah, yeah, that's we, true. We, we can't possibly think we're beating Porto now. Come on, bruv. We couldn't even yep. beat Aston Villa. Not yeah, yeah. FC yeah. Porto team. I'm sorry, man. It's not looking good. See, yeah, the flawless. We're more than in a crisis. Yeah, it's a gridlock. It's a catastrophe. catastrophe. We're on the verge of collapse. Unless something happens. On the verge of collapse? On the verge I don't think, I don't think it's that bad, but I definitely think the fans are starting to turn. I think okay. a lot of the fans Expl- are Explain how Arsenal is festing Christmas and fought in the new year. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. See, see, my brother, man, see. Yeah, you got to play in there. Let's get through this holistically, yeah. Five of our core players in this team, in our first team, not even in our bench, yeah? Because, of course, you're, Connor, you know our bench is bare bones. Of oh, course, God, it's awful, yes. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a crisis. Yeah, our bench is a crisis. Awful is an understatement. Bare bones. There's nothing there, you know. Mm. Yeah. But, but again, our first 11. Connor, how can you explain Gabriel Martinelli, who scored 15 goals last season? Yep. 15 goals last season. Yep. This guy Me hasn't too. scored up to two goals this season. Yep. All competition for Arsenal Football Club. See, Connor, it's not looking good. And you know what? Yeah, it's not just one. It's about five different players are struggling for form and struggling for elite mentality right now. Bukayo Saka, the second player, actually, he is the most scariest of all the whole five, the core I'm actually talking about right now. Because Saka used to be that guy that used to get us over the line. You know, Flawless, yeah. Of course, you know, you, you know more about football too. You know, you... You need that player to always get you over the line. Yeah, yeah you're looking for your go, you're looking for your yeah. go-to guy to, to yeah, exactly yeah. That, that used to be a Bamian. That used to be a Bamian. Exactly, Connor. Now that guy has been Bukayo Saka for a long stretch of years. For yeah, the yeah. past three seasons, Bukayo Saka have been the player of the year yeah. for Arsenal for nearly yeah. about three consecutive seasons. But it comes so it comes to a point, Quinton. It comes to a point where you can't keep relying on a 21-year-old to, to save you. You know, you know, Saka. As much as he is us, we call him Star Boy, and I, I'm a massive fan of Saka. He's my favorite player at Arsenal, 100. percent But at the end of the day, you got you got to look at it. And you think we can't keep relying on this guy. That's why I said we need a talisman in this team. You know, but there's a yeah. it comes to a point where I'll say it again, you can't keep relying on a 21 year old to bail you out of games. No, it's it's actually it looks it looks quite stupid. Like for for a top club like Arsenal, you're getting a, a practically a very skillful youngster. But to bail you out every single time, like you know, but even that's underwhelming this season. I think Saka went how long without a golden assist this season? You know, I I just think it's down to these tactics, bro. I I generally believe it because you saw at the start of the season we were trying to play party at right back. What is that all about? And 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 don't remember, don't forget the fact that you quickly Tony, all of pre-season we played the exact same formation we played last season. Then he changed it on the first day of the season. Suspicious. That's a man. That's a man clueless to me, bro. That's a man clueless to me. 
But again, uh, Connor has put up an argument for Bukayo Saka, the player. But I, I want to see more of an indictment on, on the managerial uh, and tactical approach of Mikel Arteta. Because, mm. uh, because, see, Connor, you've just said that we can't keep relying on a 21-year-old. Well, that's secondary to the problem. I'm looking for a solution. And the solution is that this manager totally forgot yeah, when he was on a spending spree with a whole six hundred and eighty million pounds spent in this football I can club, carry on, carry on. No yeah, word, exactly, and he didn't bring in a like-for-like replacement for Bukayo Saka. Now that's the problem. It's not even about relying on a twenty-one-year-old. It's more mm. about did you have a competitive guy who could call on, uh, you know, to give Bukayo Saka a a befitting rest if he does yep. goes out of form and that's the problem so sometimes we really need to go into the you know into the deeper problems than just touching it within the surface and i do agree with you we shouldn't be relying on a 31 year old but i'll still carry on and you know what yeah the, the most shocking part of the whole thing is that bukayo saka even if he's lost his mental uh, uh, uh prowess yeah Personally, I, I just feel his mentality has gone a stretch down because he's he's very very elite, even if he's just twenty one year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again, have you seen his composure in front of goal in the last three, four, yeah. five matches? Uh, it's nothing to write home about. I'm sorry, I'm not the one to call Bukayo Saka a killer in front of goal. He's not a killer yeah. in front of goal, yeah, normally. But again, you could say he's a very, very, very decent and elite uh, winger yeah. in front of goal. You mm. know what? This season, I haven't seen that bite. I haven't seen that punch. His mentality has gone straight up from an elite mentality down. He lacks composure in front of goal. And that's what scares me the most. A yep. player who has been actually Arsenal's best player for three seasons running can't even uh, boast of composure. This season, in front of goal, I have a problem with that. And see, just uh, Gabriel Jesus is not looking good. He's injured. What other thing do we need to know from this player? Even in Manchester City, he couldn't cut it. His highest goal tally in Manchester City was 14 goals in a mm. league season. We're looking, for a, we're looking for a 20-goal striker. And know? we're looking for a 20-goal striker. He can't give that to us. He mm. can't. So that's number three. Come see. How about... Trossard, he's, he's out of form. He's yep. not looking good. Even when he walks up his way to actually get into form and start scoring goals, the yes, manager man. keeps him on the bench yep. and he just loses it. Of course, you know, keeping the momentum, playing day in, day out, makes the whole you know mm -hmm. system work quite well. That's yep. four players gone down the drain. How about Martin Odegaard, a stinker? Last season, he scored 15 goals with about 10 assists. Where have those assists been to right now? He doesn't even have up to six <laughs> assists this season. Now, that's a big indictment, not only on the manager, but also on Martin Odegaard himself, because he mm -hmm. has put up good numbers last season. What happened to the yep. numbers this season? So it's dwindling. So we have up to about five to four players that form up the, the fulcrum, that form up the core of this Arsenal team, all down tools, 
all at the same time and kind of that's what worries me so it's we're not just looking at martinelli who is out of form we're not just looking at bukairo saka who doesn't who hasn't rediscovered his killer instinct in front of goal and also surprisingly lacks composure this season in front of goal that's the most shocking mm. aspect of bukairo saka we have a gabriel jesus who is always injured and definitely can get us 20 goals in a season we have martin odegaard who is actually down two stones up in games that he wants to turn up to um, doesn't have the cutting edge as an opener players doesn't fall into space and doesn't take his chances to score goals this season always yeah. tapping and passing in fact he orchestrates six to seven passes in front of goal rather than taking a shot himself see that that's it eddie inke yeah i mean not to talk about that see and 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 connor see this is the thing here we still have Cedric, the entertainer, mm. in this football club. This manager doesn't want to sell this club. Many as well. Many still in this football yep. club. I talked about our bench being a bench of bare bones. Well, correctly, it is a bench of bare yep. bones. We have Fabio Vieira. He's not on the bench right now. He's injured. He hasn't acclimatized to this league. Look at how he's looking. Yep. Come on, man. Yep. As this manager talked to him and, and told him, you know what, yeah, come, you're a little bit slim. It's not like skinny players don't know how to play or don't yep. have the, the skills to actually uh, play, you know, at the optimum level. But come on, man. Fabio Vieira can dribble, can get into space, can cut teams open, can pick a, a lovely pass on a good day. Come on, man. It's not good enough. The mm. physicality even sells him off. He is not good enough. What happened? Why aren't these players being sold out? Yeah. Exactly. In the first week, in the first week, first week of. Uh, uh, the January transfer window, we should be seeing ins and out. The first week I've gone past corner, we've not seen any outgoings. How do we clear the clock? How do yep. we clear the clock? Exactly. We, we, we I, think, clear I, think, the clock. I think it makes but sense to bring in someone new to clear it up. I think it just makes more sense to bring in someone new to clear it up, you know, clear up the mess and all that. And um, But hey, listen, we're in the position we're in now, Tony, at the end of the day. But you look at it, and great point that you made, you know, five players that are out of form right now, that's not a coincidence, in my opinion. That's not just a. It's like one player is just really off it, you know. Like you look at, yeah. United, for example, you know Marcus Rashford was on such good form, and now he's not really on it at the moment. You know, you look at that and think maybe it's just down to the fact that you know he's off form. The fact yeah. that we've got five of not just random players, are actual major players that are not on form. You've got to look at it. and You think it's not just random or a coincidence. It's tactical. Yeah. It's clearly tactical. It's not working. I think we need a formation change personally. Why we change from that four two three one is beyond me. So you'd go back. So you'd go back to the four two three one. I'd I'd either do that or I just completely do something new, flawless. Because teams have just figured us out left, right, and center. We cannot beat a low block to save our lives. Jesus, we could play a five hundred minute game and we still wouldn't be able to beat a low block. Crystal Palace coming up next week. I swear to God, it will be a low block Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson. We will not be able to get past them. I reckon it'll be one-one. Clip it right now. It'll be a one-one game. We won't be able to beat them. We can't beat the low block. I'm kind of, kind of. See, yeah, I don't want to restrict what's happening to Arsenal Football Club to bare tactics. 
because we'll be doing what's happening to the football club a big disservice, man. It's not more about the tactic. I, I think it's more about the mental process of these players. You can't tell me that all these players, the five core I just told you about, Martin Odegaard, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Ed Inkeia, um, uh, uh, Bukayo Saka, Martin Odegaard, you can't tell me all these players, all down tools, all at the same time. That's why I say it's tactically. I thought it's got to be tactically. You know, it's surely it has to be. There's no. I, I just it's, think it's, it's more about the mentality of the players. Maybe I, I'm yeah. Sorry, I, 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 and the manager, the manager should be at fault with that. So, so it's not more about the tactics. Yeah, I don't think so. I just think it's more about the mentality. What he tells his players in, yeah. at half time. I agree. What does he do? How, I think he's living. He I think they're up? living their best life. Look, listen, Tony. We've just won one out of seven, right? In our it's last shocking. games. It's and shocking. they've gone on a trip to Dubai for a week. Yeah, the training, in. whatever. They've gone to Dubai with their families. That's the reward they get for one win in seven. That's exactly. not the Arsenal way. And exactly. I'm not even old enough to know that. I know damn well if that was Fact. back in the days of Henri Vieira, if you even want to talk about before that when George Graham was about, right? They wouldn't be flying off to not even well, Dubai probably wasn't thinking about them, but you know, the sunny spots. They wouldn't flying be back just like a Spain or something yeah, like that. Or going yeah, to you'd, you'd be the cold yeah. terrain, you'd be training, yeah. you'd be doing <laughs> shooting drills. That's actually I find that that's actually a bit of a disgrace. Listen, if you want seven out of seven, you go enjoy that holiday. Take your family, okay. do what you want. Exactly. One in seven, and you think you deserve exactly. a trip to Dubai. How about you pay the fans that have to go to that stadium and watch that shit and pay them to go to Dubai? I think it's exactly. Awesome. And that's if the mentality. Me, Eli, they get to live. They get if it's just me, I would send, if, if it's just me, I would send them to the Gulag. Yeah? Go with them <laughs> back up to form. Yeah? To the Gulag. Yeah? Yeah. That's where they belong, to the caves. Pick them up. Yeah? So that they can be able to. <laughs> To, to, to get back to form, man. It's a disgrace, yeah. One of the was in Dubai taking pictures on a yacht. Come on, man. Yeah, like, look, they're all on, smiling man. happy. It's all good. Let's post the Arsenal Instagram page. You know, it's Come all on, happy. Man. Come on, you gooners. Come on, Come on. let's all Come back on, to the man. team. I, I, I know people, I know, I know Flawless, yeah, yeah doesn't have a yacht, yeah. I know I don't have a yacht, yeah. Uh, probably, That's, maybe yeah. you don't have a yacht. Or I do not have like a yacht, that. no. I do not. I wish I did. It doesn't mean that flawless hasn't lived that life, yeah, guys. Get that correct, yeah, guys. I have not lived, lived the life, life of the. I don't know what he's talking about. I work hashtag no days off because I'm trying to get there. I don't know what Tony's talking about. I do. I have no idea where this thought has come from. Why he's made that statement? I have not lived no yacht life, people. I'm out here working, grinding every single day to try and get where's there. Where's got Where's got That's coming out from Mr. Dickner, guys. See, but you know what? Yeah. It, it's dissatisfying and a big disgrace to see Bukayo Saka taking pictures on a yacht. Yeah? While mm. you've lost in seven games, you've only won once. And the most mm. annoying part of that seven-game typical, uh, 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 yeah, is that Arsenal have only produced three goals in those seven games. I'm talking of both Champions League, both in the Premiership, and both... Uh, 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 in every game uh, uh, within that seven-game confine. I'm talking of PSV, I'm talking of the game against Liverpool, I'm talking of the game against West Ham. Also, uh, all up in that seven-game losing trot and draw trot, yeah. We've only won once and scored just three times. What does that tell you? We have a striker problem. Now, this is why many fans are out there saying, we don't trust this manager with any more sense of this football club. Today, in the early hours of yesterday, Arsenal Football Club snicked undercover, went to Spain, yeah, went to Getafe. That's not traditionally a selling club, 
that's a that's a hard place to go do business and they have shrewd businessmen of course because they run their clubs in a sustainable way they're not like arsenal that don't know how to do business they're not like us that don't know how to sell players they're not like us that's a selling club but can't even get any money for any of our players at all so it's a very very tough club to negotiate with so arsenal went there in the early hours of yesterday and told them hey see we have a striker problem we need uh Boja Mayoro. Boja Mayoro is uh, you know he's a decent guy come on man you know he's no flawless yeah you know he's no flawless <laughs> he's a decent guy yeah. This guy, but, but, like... but again, but again, he has 12 <laughs> goals this season. To be very sincere with you, uh, Jude Bellingham has more than him and more than any other player or striker this yeah. season. With yeah, he's doing goals. well over there, he's doing really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jude Bellingham that's 13 goals, but this player has about um 12 goals, so he's the highest uh, uh, uh goal striker in Spain, actually. So it, it's a decent shout, he's a decent guy. Long range shot is quite good in shot. He's quite good in the air. Aerially, he's okay. He scores a few goals with his head. He can link up play. He can hold up play. He can also progress with the ball firmly. You know, but again, he's no stone cold killer in front of goal. Mm. You know, and he doesn't have enough. Yeah, in in his in his armory uh, for me to say he's a deadly player in front of goal. Don't get don't get it twisted. Twelve goals in nineteen games is something good. Yeah. I like I like the sound of that. It sounds yeah, good. Man, sad, it, man. It, it sounds good. I, don't, I just I, the thing for me is I don't get how I don't he's get created how... twenty-one chances in La Liga this season. So he's a decent player. But I'm sorry, man. We should be going for the Ivan Tony's. Yeah, I agree. So, you see, the thing is, Tony, we if we sign him, for the Ivan Tony's, we should be going if, for the Victor Simmons. If but add if more sixty million him, and get Victor Simmons, that's what I'm saying. Tony, if we if we sign him, that's the thing I look at, right? If we signed that player of caliber, like I, I literally said, I, I, I wanted to bring in Solanke, right? If we sign these calibers of players, and I don't really think this through. If we go to get one in, right? That leaves us with three strikers, if we still want to count Jesus as a striker. Then you go into the summer window, and we still want that that killer. Because I don't think that Mayoral guy is going to be the answer. He might be a little bit of like a six-month type thing. Permanently? No. Then you're stuck with three strikers come January, I mean, summer, sorry. So whether you sell Jesus or in, and Nketiah, you're stuck with three. Do you really go in and get it? Would the manager be like, oh, I'm now going to go in and get my world-class striker? That's the only one thing I look at. And I, that's why I think we need to get that killer now. But the problem is, in the summer, we invested in the guy for £65 million when we could have put that towards someone better. You know? And now he's not the levels whatsoever, like we said. You know, it comes down to back... And I, you know, this is where I go back to when Arteta... Probably needs to go, and thank God Vinay is leaving the coming the season. That's one of them out. Hopefully, yeah, Edu goes next. Because don't forget, um, Tony Flawless, the last big money signing we sold at Arsenal was Oxlade Chamberlain to Liverpool for yeah, forty-seven million. Shocking. We have not sold a player that of that caliber since. I think we haven't even made profit in God knows how long in terms of a, a window, right? We've got all these players at the club that still are here, like you mentioned, Tony. But you still got people like Emil Smith Rowe not getting a game. Why can't we get a bit of money out of him? Yeah. There is literally a team calling for Eddie Nketiah's name in Crystal Palace that want him. 
but yet we're still keeping him at the club when they're offering £30 million for him. And look at this top guy. Never forget that Anelka remains Arsenal's second biggest sale, he was told before the 21st century. And yeah, Tom, they are running clubs. If you can't get an OG, if you can't get into the Sarcasm City OG, stick around because we'll go to the B team. We'll go Sarcasm City B if that's the case because we got we, we do have enough. Before you go, Tommy, one. one second, Tommy, before you carry on, you continue to run up the likes, people. You know what I'm saying? You're getting this great grade A content right here, people. So make sure you run up the likes, whether you're watching live right now or watching this back. Big up to you if you're listening on one of the audio platforms as well. Make sure you subscribe to Connor's channel. Make sure you subscribe to Tony's channel. The links are in the title, people, on the video, on the YouTube channel. All you have to do is click the links. They open up new tabs. You can subscribe to their channels and you can also um, find all their socials through there as well. Eli, I did have a couple of good questions I wanted yeah, to get yeah. to from both you, man, because he says, do you think Declan Rice has been misprofiled? I believe he's more of a six as he doesn't really have the passing range of a Xhaka or Zubamendi, who we've been linked to possibly activating his release clause. So yeah, thoughts on this? We'll go to you first, Connor. Do you think Declan Rice has been misprofiled? Profiled, or do you think he's being played in the correct uh, position on the pitch? I mean, I, I said earlier, I still believe that we need to put him where we put Xhaka last season in that double pivot. Okay. I want to see how he does there for a permanent amount of time. Like I said, and I, I'll bring it up again. He's doing a role right now where he's not just being a DM. He's also covering for Zinchenko. He's yeah. also covering for the back line. You've seen him. We're actually training him to be a bit of a centre-back as well, which is where he did play at the start of his career. I'm not going to write that off. But that's not what we bought him for, you know? Don't get me wrong, they could come down to a point where one of our centre-backs gets injured, God forbid, and we have to put him in there. But it's not what we want. I really want to see Rice get more involved in the attack because I think more of his brute strength and his physicality will offer a lot more, which is what Xhaka did have last season. Because, you know, Xhaka, in my opinion, as much as I didn't like him at Arsenal, but, I mean, last season, don't get me wrong, he had a great season, but before that, I thought he was trash. Still don't get the sentimental thing about him. I think he's, you know, he's been and gone now. Who cares? It is what it is. But... You look at Xhaka and he was a bit of a brute. You know, I think I do think a couple of people were a bit worried about him, scared of him, because he would go in for the crunching tackle. He would. He'd get into your face. He's aggressive. And I think we I think we need that. And I don't think and Havertz ain't that. And I don't think Odegaard Odegaard's nowhere near that whatsoever. He's too yeah, busy flicking, yeah, he's too busy flicking his hair about like this. He's too busy doing that with his hair, you know, waving up the crowd. He's too busy doing that, right? We don't have that. And I think Declan Rice could add something into that. Declan Rice does get rowdy, he does have a voice, he does like to speak up, and he's got that physicality, brute strength. And I think going forward, he could offer a lot more. But like I've said, even if we want to keep him at the six, I'm telling you right now, as an Arsenal fan, Zinchenko is the answer. And before you get into me on that, Putting him in that centre mid role, maybe he's not much of a brute force as Xhaka, but he can create just as we amount that Xhaka did last season. So uh, would you play? Would you play Xhaka next to not Xhaka? Would you play Rice next to Zinchenko? Do you like? Do you see Rice as more of a six, or do you see him more of an eight? I see him as both. In all honesty, I think he's. I, can, I think he can be versatile. I, I wouldn't mind him in both because I think he's done a great job at DM this season. I think he's been a, easily our shining light this season. He's literally he has carried us in every game. He controls the midfield so well from mm. DM. The reason I'm saying I would like to see him in a double pivot is because I want to see more from him. I don't want to just see the CDM Rice. I want to see a bit more. See what else he can offer to the team. But if it does come down to it, and we don't we don't sign, say for example, we'll say if Party gets injured again. Let's put it like that. You know, we don't have that double pivot that we can put Rice in. Put Zinchenko in there. He literally plays there for his country. He okay. plays there for his country and he does such a good job. And we don't utilise that. And this guy is so interested in inverted fullbacks. Why? You can literally see the answer. Zinchenko on the ball, in my opinion, is easily top, probably top 10 in the league. I'm not even taking the piss. I'm being serious. 
on yeah. the ball, off off the ball, he's, he's shit. Let me put that out there. Off the ball, he's wank. He's shit. Sorry, but he is. No, on the ball, cool. on the ball, he is honestly so good. Passing ability, all that. When we're on the front foot in a game and Arsenal are in control, he's calm. He's collected. He's loving it. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. When he's got to go back to his left-back position and defend, he, he shits himself. He's like, no, can't do this. Can't do this. Leave him up in the midfield. Keep him there. Get in a left-back. And I swear to God, it would solve a lot of our problems. I genuinely believe that. I gen- mm. I will stick with that until either it happens or it don't happen. I still believe, in my opinion, that it does that. If Tommy Asu comes back, whack him at left-back, put Zinchenko in there. Listen, to answer Eli's question, I do believe he... C- Listen, I believe Declan Rice can play both play- places in the double pivot and the six. I think he can do both. And I think to answer the part of the question about are we missing the passing range from Xhaka and Zubimendi, I think we've got that in Zinchenko if you play uh, him in the right position and okay. not a left-back and invert him. That's First, where, where, uh, good answer. Tony, where do you stand with this in regards? Do you think Declan Rice has been misprofiled? Um, I'll answer that question, but... Um... I want to also talk about what Connor have just brought up um, about cool. Zichenko. Zichenko, uh, for the Ukrainian national team, plays in that central midfield area. That That's where he plays. Yeah, and there's this team, yeah. Uh, you know, just put players in their rightful position and they will deliver. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah, we've seen Zichenko cut it for this Ukrainian national team in the central midfield role. He's done it before, you know. And this player has come out to tell uh, uh, a Manchester United legend publicly, publicly, I can't defend. What else is Mikel Arteta not listening to? Yeah, He has come out, he said it, I can't defend. I will try to improve my defense. But what is it about, you know, Arsenal players saying the truth about the, about what they really are? And we're not taking it for literally what they really said they were. Zichenko have come out to say I can't defend Arsenal fans don't believe it Gabriel Jesus came out and said scoring goals is not my biggest strength oh, this yeah. Arsenal fans don't believe it yeah that's crazy Ramsdale that's came out in that's your star striker coming out and saying that like that is crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we don't need a striker Mikel we don't need a striker Mikel nah it's alright mate see 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 don't go no further Ramsdale has told Arsenal fans to their face. Yeah, see, the disgrace about this all is that he was telling it to an Arsenal legend. Yeah, in the same room with an Arsenal legend. And this kid said that I can't concentrate in a game of football for 90 minutes. And Arsenal fans out here dancing and twerking. This is the truth. They're telling you the truth. I told you, move your mic away just a little bit, just a little bit. Just getting some feedback. Yeah, we're good. Go on, carry on, carry on. I can't defend. I I can't concentrate on a game for 90 minutes. I can't score goals. It's crystal clear. There's a problem. That's a big problem. So, see, Connor, yeah, I, I do hear your shout about Zichenko coming into that central midfield area. But again, Arsenal have played... Uh, 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 sometimes uh, very, very suspicious in the middle of the park. There's something wrong down there. This manager has made it a point of uh, a point that he has to prove that Kai Havertz must be in that left side uh, central midfield, and that's the bigger problem. That's a big indictment mm-hmm. because Rice not only has to cope with um, Martin Odegaard not being that uh, strong 
muscly guy, you know, trying to shield hey, Arsenal's yo. back for this season. <laughs> but he has also been doing his job for him. He's been doing his own job in that number six. He has also been playing in some parts as a central defender. That's why he cost a penalty. You remember, he cost a penalty in that game against West Ham because he's back there in positions, playing in central defensive positions for Arsenal. This guy we spent £105 million to come in to pay as a central defender for Arsenal Football Club. It's not good enough. See, and to come to the book of Eli's question, it's very simple. He wasn't misprofiled, I think, as the manager. When you sleep with fleas, you you know, when you dine with fleas, yeah, you know, you become something okay. like that. And, and that, he, he went on to say, he said, also, this is Eli. And by the way, Eli's an Arsenal fan as well. He says, also, yeah, do you think Odegaard has been misprofiled? I believe he's more of an eight rather than a creative 10. He'd be perfect for the Xhaka role. And obviously, you might have mentioned this. He said, I think Zinchenko or ESR should go in the 10 role. We'll go to you on this, Connor. Do you think Odegaard's been misprofiled? Would he be better as an eight or do you see him as a 10? It's difficult because... Um... I think the problem with Odegaard is he can he can be so inconsistent that you don't actually know whether he is better as an eight or a ten. I think he's a very creative player. The thing with Odegaard is he is so silky. One thing I will say about him, he's very silky. I think if he if he can if he controlled his game and was so consistent, I swear he could be easily one of the best uh, attacking mids in the league. But that's if he was consistent, and he's not consistent. You know, people call him Ghost of Guard for a reason. He ghosts. For me personally, I think he, it, I don't think he's that. F- if we're talking about an, an eight or where Xhaka was playing last season, I go back again to the brutality, the force, the physicality you really need. Because especially in the Premier League nowadays, you need that. You need that brutality to, to get through midfields. You know, it's not an easy job to do. And I think Martin Odegaard does suffer in that aspect where he doesn't have that brutality force. I don't think players, many players are scared of him. Yeah, he might, you know, dribble past you. Send your flick. You know, Martin Odegaard loves a good old flick when it comes to yeah. passing. You know, flicks everywhere, right, left, right, center. He loves a good pass. But I think he's good where he is right now. It makes more sense, in my opinion. It makes more sense. And um, I think he, the problem that Martin Odegaard is, because Saka, who's, who's his partner when he's playing, the fact that he's so wide and he's so far away, Odegaard doesn't have anyone near him to sort of control passes with. He doesn't sort of go, go back and forth. That's why I've always said, actually, sometimes, I remember when Unai Emery was manager, we were at a 4-4-2 at times. And Odegaard obviously wasn't here, but I think Odegaard would really fit a 4-4-2 system. The reason is because he'd have so many options to pass between. In our situation, yeah. the problem we what, have is... Where the central or wide? Central, central. He'd be in the central. 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 The, reason, the reason I put him in central midfield is because he'd have a lot more options to pass around. The problem he has is right now is well one we love to cross balls into the box and he does he's not a, he's not a crosser he likes to keep the ball into the ground it's very difficult when you can do that and also martinelli and jesus or whoever or in Kea, the tactics they like to switch they switch back and forth i don't i think he finds it hard to find that one talisman to throw it to and like i said saka's always really wide he can't pass it to, all the way to saka you know he doesn't he, he needs someone close to him and i think he's missing out on a bit of creativity around him in, in some aspects but for me personally He's been ghosting this season, in all honesty, in terms of leadership and captaincy. There's a lot of aspects wrong with him this season. I don't believe he's a bad player. I do believe he's a very good player for Arsenal. And I think he can, on his day, he can be very, very good. The problem is, again, inconsistency. Tony brings it up earlier. There's five players, crucial players, who've been very inconsistent. 
Do we put it down to tactics? I don't know. I think Odegaard's just been off it. And I don't call, I don't want to call him a one-season wonder because I don't think he is. But uh, it's not it's not looking good for him right now. And he's been really off form. Do I think he's been misprofiled? No. I believe he's in his correct position. I believe he is I believe he's more of the creative 10 than the eight, in my opinion. First? Where'd you stand with this, Tony? I think Kern, I think Kern is correct, man. Mm. You know, he's in his right position though. But the thing there is that and again, it all boils down to the manager. What has this manager told him? Has he told him to yeah, bulk yeah. up a little bit? Yeah, because see, yeah, I, I believe he's I believe he's a good player. Yeah, clear vision. You know, moves into spaces, cut defenses open. Is that kind of guy that will move past one, two, three players? But again, his decision making in front of goal, it, it, it's shocking. And these are the improvements that a player himself can just do. It, it's more about the. Uh, uh, managerial, you know, tactics. One, it's more about the managerial advice. Yeah, it's also the manager. Also, the manager has to implant it into him. That see, yeah, you have to, you have to improve your goal scoring form. You have to make quick decisions when you get into the eighteen year box. It, if you see Martin Odegaard in recent games, yeah, he's always a touch too. He takes too many touches in, uh, you know, in front of the eighteen-yard box, man. He's Facts. always looking for three, two, four passes around. How about just bloody shoot just, the ball into the? Just shoot. bloody shoot the ball. He's got a good shot on him, bro. He's got a really he good shot. On him. shot he doesn't want to take it. So. These are the big clear indictment to this player, and, and that's what runs most of his um, his gameplay down. He gets into space. He, he you know he could pick a very very lovely pass, but what's those passes when uh, you know you can't score a goal for the team when you do need uh, uh, you know one? Um, you don't help out majorly uh, defensively because you're not bogged up uh, uh, just enough, just a little bit enough. To help the team defensively, because the, defensively it's the Glen Rice that has been overloaded with protecting the back for the season. So when this team's and mind you, we're already being found out, of course, uh, with our attacking uh, 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 play players yeah. are doubling up on on Bukayo Saka, and most players have also figured out Gabriel Martinelli. They know it's this engine that keeps running without actually looking at where he's taking the ball to actually so they figured him out so you know so that congestion down there with our attacking uh, uh outlet is not really there they are not holding up play they are not you know in possession of the ball most of the time so it's always uh putting lots of pressure on martin odegaard to actually fall back and help the defense and he's not in tune because physically He's not that guy and leaves so much work for the Glen Rice to actually do and cover lots of spaces. How about, um, um, how about, um, uh, was this guy, see, um, Kai Havertz? Mm. Oh, Kai the guy Havertz, man. You know what I'm saying? People are telling me, Kai the guy. That's nothing. He doesn't help out the team defensively. Ghost. Defensively, he's a ghost. He doesn't help the team. He doesn't mark. He doesn't progress the ball. And to even keep possession of the ball, which is one of the you know most important uh, 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 job descriptions for a left-sided uh, midfielder, he doesn't do it. I keep hearing aerially of this player is such a beast aerially. Where is the aerial prowess? There's nothing aerial... About yep. this guy, there's nothing. 
doesn't hold up. He's so tall to be able to get more balls, uh, uh, you know, around him. At least try and hold up play. He does nothing. He offers nothing in the middle of the park. So mm. that's why Declan Rice, that's why we're not seeing actually the best of Declan Rice. I do think that Declan Rice is more of a box-to-box kind of midfielder because yeah. I've seen him do it in West Ham. He did it at West Ham. He scored some very, very in, uh, you know, impressive and very important goals for them in the Conference League. Mind you, he did that. He scored some goals. He moved up the pitch. He progressed the ball. And also, he always remembered remembered to do his defensive duties in that CDM role. Presumably one of the best last season, but this season, uh, you know, with Arsenal, it's a, it's a, it's mm. a big case. It's a big, very big case to answer. So I want to really see Thomas Partey. It's very good, Connor, because we, we did talk about uh, Thomas Partey coming back into the fray. I heard that's mm-hmm. coming back yep. at the end of the month, which is a very, very good thing yeah, for Yeah, very good, yeah. If he comes back, just with the mention, but again, just that, that during the summer, yeah, the very, the very appearance of Thomas Partey and Declan Rice in a double pivot sent shock waves to many people, mm. to many, yeah. to many fans. Yeah, it was. Them. Yeah, they, they're a good partnership. Very good partnership. Exactly. I want to see that come back. Let's have Thomas Partey and Declan Rice in a. I, yeah, I, I don't and, think it works. And, having, I know you probably want to get this in, uh, floor Sorry, but I don't think Arsenal work with two attacking mids in the midfield. I think it needs to be the one. If you have two, either you call them DMs, what you want to call them in terms of like Rice and Partey, I think Odegaard has something to work on. When you've got Havertz doing, trying to do the same job as Odegaard, I don't think it works, in my opinion. I think Odegaard's a talisman on his own. That's why he worked so well last season. And I'm going to reiterate to you why we need to go back to maybe the 4-2-3-1. Leave Odegaard more in that 10 position. Or even in the, if you want to go to the eight, then leave him in the eight as well. It doesn't. It's, it's honestly, I think he could do both. And realistic, realistically, but I do believe he could be more creative in the ten. Put him in the forty-three-one. Put him in the ten, and I think you will get a lot more out of him, and have the two behind him instead of more of a pivot of where they're sort of pressing out, and you've only got the one midfielder around, and you've got someone pushing over to the left, and he's sort of in a gap where he doesn't really have anyone towards him. Sackers all the way by the corner flag because he's he's got to push out and then cut inside you know things need to change because i know we're going to wrap up soon but things need to tactically things need to change at arsenal because it's not going to odegaard will not improve under these tactics saka won't improve martinelli jesus if we still got him at striker in february nothing's going to change and i believe um, we will struggle to get top four come, if we carry come, on come like come this. Come 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 i have to come in there yeah because of this uh double pivot argument uh, we're both having right now See, Arsenal have been glossing through games, yeah, with with lots of ball possession this season. I do think if Thomas Partey comes in and they both create that double pivot, I do think Arsenal will have more of the ball. So we won't really be very, very pressed by more opponents who, who decide to uh, kind of like, you know, have a go at us because we have possession of the ball. We do know that it's in the warehouse of Thomas Partey to actually possess more of the ball. He's a good progressor of the ball. And mind you, is is a straight killer in that CDM role. So it, both him and um, Declan Rice can actually interchange. They're both dynamic players. I've seen uh, mind you, uh, Declan Rice has gotten goals when he has moved off the pitch uh, this season. That goal against uh, Manchester United, 
you can see he, he moved slightly up pitch to go get that, but you know, yep. to go get that goal. I think we saw another goal um, against Chelsea. We've seen him. Yeah, yeah, he can he, do it. He can do it. Yeah, he can get you a goal. So I, I want to see him in a more controlled manner uh, as a box to box kind of midfielder. And him and Thomas Partey can actually share that role together. One sits back, yep. one goes yep. run. One yep. sits back, one and change the move. We get to a couple of things. Big up to Sunshine for becoming a member of the channel. Much appreciated, Sunshine. Yeah. Um, if you want in, if you're on Instagram, Sunshine, I'm not. If, I'm not sure if you are, but obviously one of the perks is joining the membership group on the Instagram. So if you want in on that, let me know. Just um, follow at Sarcasm City TV on Instagram. Just DM me, send me a message on that, um, and check out the other perks as well. Link for the memberships in the pin comment. Big up to Stevens. Says big up Flawless. We disagree, uh, but I'm glad Sancho left because he was in the wrong, in my opinion. All the players worked their way back, but him. Wishing well though, big up for the super chat. We do disagree. I'm glad Sancho left though, so we agree on that. He wasn't mm. in the rug. Keep saying this, like <laughs> you can't at least how somebody responds to disrespect. If I disrespect, if I say something now publicly to Connor or Tony that they don't like, they are well within their rights to respond back however they want. I might disrespect yep. Connor and say something publicly, and Connor don't say nothing back. I mm. may say the same thing to Tony, and Tony goes off. You know what I'm saying? And curses me out publicly for the next seven days on, our, yep. on his channel. Neither neither one of them are wrong. Not the way that Connor's mm. responded, neither the way Tony's responded. I've sparked it by responding publicly. So whether Connor says nothing, whether Tony goes off on his channel for seven days, cursing me out, you know what I'm saying, for, <laughs> for a whole week. Sorry, um, Tony. Either or. Neither one of them are the wrong, neither of them to blame. You know who I, you know who's at fault? Me. Because I've mentioned yeah. Connor publicly, I've mentioned Tony publicly. Now, especially as well. Yeah, yeah. Especially on a and that's not even on a worldwide scale the same way. Exactly. So that's why I don't police how people respond. In regards to working their way back, him and the manager didn't like each other. The manager yeah. wasn't fond of him, he didn't yeah. like the manager. I yeah. think they're both happy with the resolution. I don't mm. think yeah. Sancho didn't want to be here, the manager didn't want him here. That yeah. happens. Works out two, two ways, works two ways, yeah. isn't it? Both ways, so that's why I'm not. I'm not. But, 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 yeah, but, 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 Connor, I, but Connor, I would have taken a Jadon Sancho just to model the waters a little bit. I still think there's a player in there, so I, I don't know. I don't have any idea. Well, what I was going to say was earlier, very quickly, didn't even I, I, consider this guy. I was going to say earlier, really quickly, you know, in Crystal Palace are screaming for not screaming, but they want Inketio, right? They've, they've got a player called Mikelelise. Do a swap deal. Do a swap deal. If they want Nketiah that bad, I will drive him to Crystal Palace down in South London. I will drive him down, pick up Elise and take him back up to North London. You know, you look at these deals and listen, at the end of the day, we're not transfer experts. You know, it's easier said than done, me, what I just said there. But it's like, it's it's realistic at, at a point. You know, the amount of links this guy has had to Crystal Palace, it's like it's like they're calling back for Ian Wright back at that club, giving him the number eight shirt. You know, do you know what I mean? And when I'm hearing numbers like 30 million for um, for Eddie and Ketia, and that's not being accepted, Tony. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's why I think we need something like a new um, board director and stuff like that. That's another conversation for another day. That's another conversation altogether. So, you know. All these things, yeah. You know, it's not it's not looking good for Arsenal right now. It's not looking good. I'm no. I'm not confident that we're going to uh, turn this into a, a 
uh, you know, a title challenge, mostly with the way sure. in which five of our players just down tools all at the same time. It, it's not yeah. a good look. And kind of, we've totally forgotten. In the midst of all this conversation we've had here today, we've not talked about Arsenal's goalkeeping problems that was caused mm-hmm. by this manager. We've totally thrown that away. We've totally forgotten that so much going David on, Ryer, that David Ryer is a guy that you can literally just shoot a shot here. Yeah, see, Connor, see, I'm, I'm not, I'm not joking here. Yeah. Literally, just shoot a decent shot into the, just, just shoot a decent shot. Yeah, it's enough to either get two probabilities, either a goal, or just get him riled up. Any of those two, it's possible with this goalkeeper. So we have a very, very big goalkeeping problem. Where was the ball distribution, uh, 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 you know, elite ball distribution uh, that was promised to us by Mikel Arteta from this goalkeeper? I've not seen any elite. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. We didn't need to tinker with that in the first place. Unless you bring in a Martinez. Okay, good. Then, you know, I'll take that. If you're, if, you're, if you're getting someone like a Stefan Ortega, a secondary who is willing Ortega. to play, is who is willing to play secondary, which Ortega is. But don't forget, not even secondary. Ortega is getting rotational games at City. They trust him enough, yeah. and he's a good goalkeeper enough to get they him. They trust in. him enough. You didn't yeah. have to get in David Raya, who you knew would get first team minutes, even when. And that's another thing we talk about: players coming out or people coming out, managers and saying stuff that they shouldn't say publicly. Now, Aaron Ramsdale's father did come out on podcasts and actually state that Mikel Arteta, when he said about the new contract brought nothing up about a new goalkeeper coming in, said he was the man, you're my number one, and then snaked him away and gave a transfer into David Raya. And that's one thing I don't like about Arteta. I think he is a bit snaky at times. I do think there are, I do honestly believe there are some, this is a bold statement, I do believe there are some players in that dressing room that do think, I know he's our boss, but he is a bit of a prick. I do genuinely believe they do say that. I do think it, because he is. He does give them vibes. Real talk, he does. We didn't need this situation, Tony. We've now created a massive problem now at this club. A massive one. We've got two players. Who I, you, know, you, know, you know, David Rea has come out in interviews and so is Aaron says, oh, yeah, we work well together. And all. I, I think it's bollocks. If, I was, if, that's, if that's me and Flawless trying to go for a number one goalkeeping position at, say, Man United, I don't think we're going to be that close. I think we're going to try and really rip each other's heads off to really try and get that number one. Both respectively want to get into their countries and play number one for them. I and yeah. even if it was me and you, Tony, I think we'd both be at each other's heads saying, Right, I want to be number one here, not you. Yeah, yeah. It sparked up something we didn't need, man. And now if in the way we've done it, if Raya doesn't work out for the next six months, we have to get him. We've in the in the contract, we have to get him from Brentford. So that's yeah. Ramsdale gone. I don't know why we're not selling him then. As much as I yeah. want to keep him, and I, I probably do prefer him right now in the performances that's been happening recently. We've got ourselves in this situation. That's all thanks to Edu and Mikel Arteta, and that's got to change. Yes. Hey, got, but you lot, run up the likes, you know what I'm saying? Hit the share button across all socials, whether you're watching this live or watching this back, hit the subscribe button on the channel. We will be redirecting here, from here, Sarcasm City TV, to the Sarcasm City TV gaming YouTube channel. We will be running some pro clubs as well. The guys who asked me, Flawless, will clubs work with P5? If you have the PS4 version of the game, yes. It will work with PS5. And I will be running trials probably at some point uh, next week. But make sure you subscribe to Connor's channel. Make sure you subscribe to Tony's channel. Again, the links are in the title. Great show. You know what I'm saying? As always, obviously, with no TJ here, no Cam Cam here. But hey, man, we got better. What's it called, man? We got better. Um... I'm saying better bench than Arsenal here. You know what I'm saying? And that better lineup than Arsenal. The squad depth at Sarcasm City TV is crazy here on the main channel and the gaming channel as well. The squad depth is crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? First two starters are missing and see what Tony and Connor did. Didn't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? Could easily be the first team. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Exactly. Let them know where they can. Great debut, first and foremost. Let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up, all that good stuff. I want to say first and foremost again, Flores, thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, Listen, I've just, I've literally just, I saw, I literally, I was doing YouTube about a year ago. I'd stop it because I just got my first job and I thought I can't, you know, do this at the same time. But I've now found a point where I can now upload videos. Okay. Yeah, my channel's called CMO. It's just below my name there. Uh, just search up or check it in the chat. Um, currently going to 400 subs. That's the way I'm going on right now. I've started up again. Literally started my first stream yesterday. It's all things football. It's not just Arsenal. I did do an Arsenal oh. stream today, but I'm going to try and get some Man United fans on floors. If you'd love to come on, I would love to have just you on my channel. Just sometime, message me. You got my. You can contact me. Just DM me, 100%. man. Um, obviously, Tony going to get you one eventually for an Arsenal stream. I want to get every type of fan on Spurs, Chelsea. It's not going to be just Arsenal. You know, I go on TJ's channel. Do subscribe to TJ, by the way, if you haven't already. Links underneath in the description. Just TJ at, shout out TJ. Subs. Yeah, just at 700 subs. So do go subscribe to him. I normally talk Arsenal on there with him. Be a bit boring if I went over to my own channel and done the same thing. I want to talk football, every type of football. I think it'd be very good, very inviting, get a load of fans on. So please, if you haven't, please do subscribe. If you want to come on, feel free to let me know in the comments or I've got an Instagram as well, cmo.editing. I am an editor myself. I do graphic design. All the graphics on my channel is done by me. If you want any of that for your YouTube channels, hit me up. The Instagram link is on my channel, all that kind of, all that good stuff. Might hit you up about that still. Oh, listen, I'm happy to work with anyone flawless, so feel free to, bro. And um, yeah, man, thank you very much again. And Tony, always a pleasure talking to you, mate. And uh, yeah, looking man. forward to talking to you in the future. And flawless, if you want to have me on again, I am more than happy definitely, to come. Definitely going to get you on the chat. The chat was fantastic tonight, by the way. Great chat, yeah, man. man. I enjoyed, enjoyed this, Tony. Again, same to you. Let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, everyone um, in the chat, yeah, big ups to you, yeah. You guys are the real ones, yeah, because you guys will stay up this late and, and you know, come and give Flawless a view and, and give him talking points in the chat. So it's more, more, more respect to you. You guys are the kings uh, 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 right down here. Um, Connor, it's always a pleasure to actually have, uh, you know, a, a honest discussion with you. Uh, you're a real one, man. You know, I've, I've, I've been on um, the American Idiot Show, which is a very, Great very show. amazing show. Great, great, great show with TJ Warren. So, you know, it's nice to have you, you know, have you down here, you know. And I'm sure Flawless was very impressed with, with what you've done today. Uh, Flawless, thank you for everything. Thank you for always believing in me. I know I might not be the most popular guy out there, but, you know. Nah, you're you popular, man. Just because we did it. Don't get mistaken. <laughs> the reason why I, do, I don't debate with people, I, did, I, I don't bring people on my channel I don't rate. So yeah. if you're here, it's because whether I agree with you or not, or we debate, it's because I rate you as a content creator. Trust me. There's Thanks, people man. on here. There's people on here who can't. There's people I know who can't get on here. I'm saying yeah. I got family members who I will not let on here. So that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> if you're on here, I rate. It means I rate you highly. Yeah. One hundred percent. Appreciate it. I, I really, I really do appreciate that. You know, and um, it's it's so nice to just you know have a call up from from someone who you know I've always admired. Uh, you know, as a podcaster. So big ups to you, flawless. Um, guys, I run uh, an Arsenal fan uh, channel on steroids, and that's because sometimes <laughs> I could just <laughs> I could just switch it up. Yeah, you know, I get lots of people to have conversations with them three seasons ago under a year ago i was really in support of this manager because i knew uh, uh what he came to this football club to do was to clean up clean up shop you know and and get us somewhere but i think um he's done enough right now i think it's time to go so come listen to me on my channel 
come support me on Tony Cloud Gunner TV. I bring lots of people. I was with Flawless. I, I can't wait for my next meeting with Flawless. I'm just waiting to get some couple of wins under my arm. Yeah. And, you know, then yeah, you know. I can literally, and, I can and literally I'm have on. the chest. Look, you don't want to have me on when Arsenal are in a catastrophe <laughs> in his work. You don't want me on when Arsenal are playing well, joke. I, I'm in the you gutters know. right now, man. And, you oh, know, bring you know, bring you know what I'm saying? Bring, we, we live bring here. Flo- <laughs> bring we live him Flawless to the fray right now. We're just be to sign my debt warrant so I must just you know keep coming to the show then when Arsenal get some couple of wins then I will have the chance to actually you know talk to him on my channel mm-hmm. so guys come support me Tony Cloud Gunner TV uh, be reminded Connor is also a great guy he just started his uh, own channel please support this guy he's a very very great guy uh, the top yes. level knowledge of football that's what this guy brings to the table and I really do respect him so much mm-hmm. big ups to everyone thank you the charts mm-hmm. uh, people like Chic TV great one real one um uh, uh sunshine fc you know book of eli these are real ones down here aj bayat you know all these guys yeah big ups to you you guys are the real ones those of you in the chat gaza all of you big ups to you yeah and to sunshine as well says flawless of cooking dinner where's the group chat again instagram so hit me with the follow um at sarcasm city tv and uh, that's me flawless as well that's to everyone actually make sure you follow in across our socials again subscribe to both of these great content creators get connor to 500 subs so he can get monetized and have additional money alongside his job <laughs> as well there, and if, and also yeah. make sure you get to cmo editing on the instagram as well because i'm might shouting for some graphics as well so yeah people exactly. links are in the title for both of those uh for both of their channels make sure you hit the like button make sure you subscribe here what we got coming up today 10 30 p.m mandem united podcast so myself and eddie uh looking ahead to the spurs game talking about Jaden sancho with Manchester United, there'll probably be some new news. Just getting Eddie's thoughts on everything as well. But check out the upcoming live stream schedule. And of course, let me not forget as well, AFCON is starting Saturday, people. So there will be AFCON yes, watch-alongs yeah. on the yeah. Twitch. Get over to the Sarcasm City TV Twitch. Because not only do you get AFCON watch-alongs over there, there's non-Manchester United Premier League watch-alongs over there, NBA content, UFC, boxing, F1 plus more all over there on the Sarcasm City TV Twitch people. But yes, we are legit going to be heading over to the gaming channel right now as we speak. But before we do, let me not forget one more thing. A lot of information. Well, you lot are very (laughs) intelligent individuals. That's why you're here. All the shows on the channel, apart from watch-alongs, are available on audio-only platforms. So if you want to listen to this, like I always say, while you're cooking, cleaning, driving, (laughs) work, maybe you're traveling, maybe you're at the gym. Even though I don't advise you to at the gym because you might laugh and drop weights on yourself but what you might just want to listen audio wise so spotify if you use spotify music and or podcast follow us and five star us on spotify please so follow us five star us sarcasm city tv are you iphone users are you apple users itunes apple podcast five star us leave us a review same way with soundcloud as well hit us with the follow and if this is your favorite show there's a playlist for it on the channel well, you catch it every Thursday, midnight, Manchester United, Arsenal show. But like I said, we are going to be redirecting to the gaming channel. So let me just send up the redirect quick, um, very, very quickly. Hopefully it, it does actually pop up. I'm Flores, be heading over there, people. Flores, to the- Flores, there was a reason why I said you're the slick one, man. Elite, why am I the slick one? Elite, elite business, man. man. This on, guy, man. you know. Flores, <laughs> do you sleep, bro? Do you actually do you sleep I, at I all? I do sleep. Yes, I do sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do begin. <laughs> it's a hard work, man. He works. Yeah, bro, yeah, he's working it. No days personally, off, man. Get to it, personally, you know personally, I've done 713 streams in Costa Oh, my God. Year. But Jesus so? Christ, flawless walking ethics is something different. Oof. 
Hashtag no days off, but love to everyone that's locked in. This is congratulations, been 9.3k. Congratulations, hey, love, love, appreciate it. Appreciate it, Tony. But yeah, people, this has been the Manchester United Arsenal show, Man of United podcast. We're going to talk from the Arsenal podcast. We're going to redirect straight over to the Sarcasm CETV gaming channel for Pro Clubs. Time to shine. Appreciate that, says Flawless is one of the GOATs. Catch you lot on the gaming channel. Salute and big up.